What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known wake-up show. From Frisco to Maine, all the way to Spain, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this issue. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious new, one, new, 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 new world a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF, Every Woman's Fantasy, the whole effing show, the CEO, Nicaro, of Fixes Binds, LLC, the unbinder, the undebatable, the undisputed best edutainment hero on YouTube. Gregorio Beard, the ladies love me as Third Leg Greg, also known as the Chocolatey Confucius, the Black Moses of this, the Deliverer, all right, also known as CGA, See God Allah, and the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We want to welcome Miss Pearly Things to the demonetization crowd, along with Fresh and Fit and the rest of the MGTOWs, all right, everybody else in the Red Bill space, Andrew Tate and everybody, all of us, welcome, Miss Pearly. Well, Miss Pearly was sitting right here to my left when I told her about what the monetization is like, and uh, hopefully she has some people that she know on YouTube that she can tap their shoulders and say, monetize my channel, or you'll have to reconstruct your business plan. It happens to the best of us. Not a big deal, all right? You'll find a way to make some money. But uh, you will be No Trabajo in the building, Mr. No Trabajo. Welcome, Miss No Trabajo. All right, she don't got no job either. Yeah, anyway, I did it before it was cool. Shout out to Tommy Sotomayor. He did, he did it plenty of times. All right, shout out to her. Welcome to the club. All right, uh, anyway, we got a great show for you lined up today. Was the single mother the worst thing? That happened to America, and I'm probably going to take some, take some steps to describe what happens here, showing you some videos of single mothers. We're going to classify what a single mother is. Single mother, yeah, that's what she is. We're going to talk about that, single mother, uh, and play some dastardly clips of single mothers doing some despicable, egregious things to fathers. And we're going to tell that some of your baby mom, some of your single mamas did this to yourself too. Yes, indeed. Some of your single mamas did it to you, too. And we gave you the that's you. And that's We're going to play some despicable acts that single mother. We're going to look at the statistics of the single mother. And anybody that made it through single motherhood, you made it to possibly the worst possible way to be raised as a child. Now, listen, I will say that I was raised by a single mother primarily. I knew my daddy. All right. I knew my daddy. I wasn't my daddy wasn't absent. My daddy was ever present in my life. All right. Very talented individual, by the way. Shout out to my dad and my mammy. But the reality is most people don't overcome. Most people don't overcome this. Most people don't realize the damage that is done by a woman who elects to be the primary parent, elects to be the primary parent. She chooses to be the primary parent. Most of you guys overcame, not not typically because she made you overcome. But most of the time you overcame because, I mean, you just didn't want to destroy your life. That's that happens from time to time. Definitely happens from time to time. So we just want to talk about that a little bit thoroughly. And we also have on this segment, segments, the Doom and Gloom CGA, Straggle and Sniggle Theater coming up. 
and John Deloney bombs with his wife, John Deloney. And I can't play the clips. I'm going to have to play you a little bit. We're going to give you a little bit of a taste of John Deloney absolutely fumbling the bag, bringing his wife onto his podcast. I could not wait to see this ninja. And of course, <laughs> predictably, he was the jelly yellow spineless individual that I thought he was so much so. But wait till you see this particular uh, stream. We got a stream about athletes choosing to live at home or with roommates. We're going to talk about that. And what do you think about that? And single mothers and so forth and so on. But I got to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go here. I had to sneeze for something and I forgot something here. So I got to pull something up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there it is right there. I see what's going on. All right. I had to pull something up because I wasn't really prepared, but uh, we'll show you real quick here. Um, and I wasn't even prepared for this. I, I should have been prepared because the calendar is the calendar and the calendar tells us this. Yes, indeed. The calendar tells us that it is takeout Thursday. And you know what that means? This show is dedicated to the wonderful linglings around the world here yeah shout out to the linglings in the world and uh we'll do it live because i forgot to pull this up where's my let me see something here i suppose i have my linglings walking down the street right now okay here we go right here i wasn't prepared but let's go ahead and play it because it definitely is take out thursday we'll take out the volume here and uh yeah what's going on here all right we're gonna give you a little bit of a taste hey there we go oh man i like them like that can we get this down right quick? Indeed. We're going to turn the volume down just a little bit. It is Takeout Thursday. Going to get you a Ling Ling to take care of you. You can fold these girls up like a love letter from the second grade. There's got to be some better footage of this. All right. Oh, there we go right there. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the Ling Lings of the world. Doing a thing. Staying all petite and so sweet. And uh, you break you by, Ninja. You break you by. It is takeout Thursday. Yes, indeed. Come bring me something. Ling, ling. Yes, indeed. All the cuties. All the cuties from around the world. Well, well I need a better. You know what? I got to take these clips down. Hold on for a second. Let me, let me kill the music. Let me kill the music. All right. Cut the music, as Rick Rue says. All right. Cut the music. We'll, we'll get a better representation. We'll get a better representation of this real quick. Because that wasn't the best. Oh, here we go right here. Okay. Hit the music. Hit the music. All right, take out. The, come on, man, cameraman, get to it, man. Oh man, this is terrible. Ninja, what kind of what kind of footage is? Okay, this ninja, <laughs> he gonna get a better footage than this. We deserve better. All right, we deserve better. Okay, here we go. That's a lot better. Yeah. We, oh yeah. Now we talking. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! I tell you, man, I like to be a fit woman. That's okay. There's some mastodons right there. Okay, she looking a little scary. All right, there we go. Oh, look at this old white man. Oh, man, got him a flatback Supreme Ling Ling in the building. Yes, indeed. Okay. All right, it is definitely takeout Thursday. <laughs> All right, man, we got it. We got to do it that way. And as a matter of fact, I do have a picture of me on takeout Thursday. Let me see if I can pull this picture up. I wasn't prepared for this part of the show. Uh, somebody saved the picture for me on takeout Thursday. I definitely wasn't prepared for this part of the show. Uh, nope. All right, man, I'll have to find it. I'll have to find it. It's a, it's a hilarious picture of me getting treated very well on a takeout Thursday. I don't know where it is. We'll have it for next week. Yeah, we'll have it for next week. Anyway, 
Anyway, let's get back to the show. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGL on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel where you can super chat. New, 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 new world order. On the notorious CGA channel. All right. <laughs> let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. Likes are free. Shout out to Albert Wesker says single mom was the bomb that dropped. On the communital. We're going to explain that one. Thank you for offering that up. That was definitely some great insight. Single motherhood is the bomb that was dropped on the communital. And it continues to, it's the gift that keeps on giving for white supremacy too. Uh, but white folks are falling for this indeed. Shout out to J Flo. Shout out to all the latchkey kids who made it. We had two paths back in the day. Succeed or end up in jail. Coach Gang Yang in the building. I was a latchkey kid for the majority of my childhood. Indeed, because, you know, my mother worked and uh, she worked very hard to provide for me. And uh, at the, as a result, I entered and exit as I pleased. But um, I also wasn't a dumb ninja. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of dumb ninjas who have latch, their latchkey kids and uh, dumb ninjas run the streets. I wasn't typically a street runner. I'm an introvert. So I just stayed up in the house mostly. I was comfortable not around people. Like, I'm just comfortable in my own space. It wasn't that I was scared. It was just that I knew dumb ninjas was doing dumb shit after a while. I had my homeboys. We would go out, ride our bikes, play football. But I wasn't like, okay, now I can do dumb shit and end up in jail. I had homeboys that would go out. They would shoplift. You know what I mean? They'd go to the mall. Hey, come on, man. We going to the mall and we going to steal baseball cards. I would be like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Right? And them ninjas get arrested, picked up by the police, dropped off. Like, it was an escalating thing from, like, 5th to uh, 10th grade of ninjas doing dumb shit. And then they constantly invited me to do dumb shit. And I'd be like, I'm good. (laughs) And then come back out. They ground it. You know what I mean? Come back. Hey, you can come out. Nah, man, I got picked up. They caught me. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I was intelligent. I was wise enough to not do stupid shit. Even though I was not put in the best circumstances. All right. Shadow Hider. I had a date with a 27-year-old Cuban chick yesterday, but she stood me up. I called her phone and message, but hasn't got a response. Why would she do that to me? All right. Hold on for a second, bitch. Are you? And that's you. Are you joking? <laughs> All right. This can't be real. Hey, man, a woman should never stand you up. Women never stand me up. All right, Ninja, because I'm already double booked. Or I already already had shit to do beforehand. You guys got to read the signs of being when you about to get stood up. All right. You already know the signs you about to get stood up. Do I need to go over this? I need to go over this later for a lot of guys. Because I know a lot of guys, you know, we're trying to figure things out. And I'm trying to help you. (laughs) All right. But uh, there are clear signs you're about to get stood up. All right. I'll help you guys out. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, somebody says where I, I was I was at the Hawthorne Mall. All right. The heart Hawthorne Mall. All right. And a little bit of Delamo. I didn't kick it at Fox Hills. You know, only the real ninjas kicked it in Fox Hills. All right. But there are clear signs you're about to get stood up. All right. So anyway. And uh, one of the things that I do, <laughs> first of all, double book, double book, ninja leveraging options. I know. Go monk mode, go monk mode, go monk mode. But leveraging options, double book. Meaning that you have something that important to do plus meeting her 
so that if she backs out, you already have something important to do. You can bounce back to that instead of going home and jerking off and feeling down about yourself or double book where you have a girl that you're meeting for the first time that you're unsure of. And then you follow that up with the chaser, the cloak. You, you follow that up with the woman who was going to split her guts. Anyway, this is why you don't try to get laid on the first date. <laughs> All right. I've been trying to explain this. What you do is you meet a person the first time and then you have your regular come over and you beat their guts up. So at the first time, woman, you meet her, you meet her for a short period of time and then you're like, I got to go. I'll meet you on Thursday. <laughs> All right. And then set up the splitter gut meeting down the line. All right. So that, hey, okay. And then when she stands you up, you're like, good. I got more time to shower and shave my balls. All right. And then meet up with my girl. It's easy. But before you leave, before you leave for a meeting, you have a clear instruction. Watch this, gentlemen. You always given instructions. Okay, here's the instructions or where to meet. What day are we meeting? Wednesday. Okay, at 8.30. Here's the location. Then you follow that up. I'll confirm with you tomorrow morning. She tells you on Tuesday, okay. On Tuesday, she says, okay, about meeting on Wednesday. On Wednesday, you give her the instructions. Don't give her the instructions on Tuesday. Give her the instructions on Wednesday. You got the time and the and, and the, the time in the day. Then give her the location on the day you're meeting. All right, we got the time. We got the place. You, you know how to dress. This is where we're meeting. So then when you confirm on Wednesday morning, hey, I'm still seeing if we're on to meet. She says, yes. Then you send her the location. Meet me here so that she can look it up. Boom, 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 boom. Before you leave, an hour before you shave your balls and jump in the shower, book your good hookup girl. Book her. Make sure you confirm with her. Before you leave, say, I'm about to be on my way to the location. Confirm that you will be there and on time. If you don't hear from that bitch, <laughs> if you don't hear from her, don't leave the house. <laughs> if you don't hear from her, if she doesn't say, okay, daddy, don't leave. Just sit up in the house, go do something, go figure something out, do something else, go juggle. I don't know what to do. Figure something out. That's why you have other important shit to do between that and after that. Don't make the woman's, the, the woman's meeting your most important part of the day. If she says, yep, I'm getting ready and I'm in route, you probably, she's probably going to show up. There's a 99% chance she's going to show up. Oh, yep, I'm just getting ready. I'm finishing. All right, my dog is at the babysitter. My headphones just went out. All right, my dog's not throwing up no more. Let me see if these headphones work. Or else I'm going headphoneless today. I'm in route. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to meet you. Now, didn't you know she'll show up? If you don't hear nothing, crickets, don't, don't leave. <laughs> All right, so anyway, I know a lot of guys deal with these situations, but there's things you could do beforehand. But y'all need to just be given... Y'all need to just be giving them the instructions five days and then don't talk to them and then think they're going to show up. <laughs> Come on, anyway. Anyway, anyway. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that I do to prevent that. 
All right. Then if I like if I text him, hey, on Monday, Monday, hey, I'd like to go out with you. When? On Wednesday. Okay. Where? I'll tell you on Tuesday night. <laughs> then you give him no instruction Tuesday night. You text him, hey, we still on for tomorrow? If you don't hear nothing, she ain't showing up. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, anyway. Now, the rare chance is that after you've done all that and you say, I'm in route, and she confirms, here I come, I'm on my way, there's a very small chance that she might not show up, but that is highly unlikely. <laughs> highly unlikely. Most of the time, she's going to show up. All right, anyway. Back to this. Back to this stuff. But these are things that protect you. But I've been in situations where women didn't, uh, they did all of those confirm, or they, they didn't confirm and I gave them the instructions. I said, hey, listen, are we still on? She did not confirm, but they showed up anyway. It's a rare chance that they'll do that as well. And if they do do that, then I just go, well, you didn't confirm. Shit, you shit out of luck. But that's a very small chance that that happens. All right, so I wouldn't worry about that either. Very small chance that she shows up after not confirming. Most of the time, if they don't confirm, they don't show up. Most of the time, if they don't confirm, they don't show up. So never be thinking, maybe she'll show up. If she shows up, she's shit out of luck. I mean, <laughs> you better learn. You better learn. So just go, hey, man, guys, have something better to do than these women. These women ain't really that much entertainment. All you want is some punani. Ninja, go get some punani. <laughs> anyway, shout out to where we at here. Uh, we're going to call you Paul G over here. He says, shout out to you. And he says, uh, he, sends his, he sends his love gift. These are love gifts. That's what we call them over here. We got um, El Santo says something for the pot. Go. Rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Mr. Anthony Elite says, hey, coach, my friend had his custody hearing. Dad has not seen his daughter in three years. The baby mother took the stand and said the father shouldn't be able. Wait, the shouldn't be at any of the birthday parties. In the end, the judge told the dad that he needs to pay her $700 a month and didn't find the mother for anything. Yeah, man, this is typical family court stuff. Um, because, listen, the, the father is the financial breadwinner, even if he's a deadbeat. So the courts aren't really going to uh, micromanage the mother. All right. So, you know, I'm trying to make it so we don't make sure we make sure because they're not about to micromanage the mother. It's easy to kind of micromanage the father by restricting him because, just to be honest with you, women are emotional and that the courts know this. So micromanaging them is a lost leader. It's a waste of time. So they rather just slap you right here, let her do whatever she does, distance you two between, try, not to, try to limit your contact so that there's no incidences and then make you pay, all right, so that you either have to work and have less time available for your kids. So you got a child support order. Now you got to go work get a second job now you have less time to be messing with the mother and the kids and that lessens all of this bullshit in the court yeah 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 mm. never depend on the court to do your justice to, for the most part sometimes you'll come out decent most times you'll not shout out to Kaylin says what's up coach being a single mother aside from being a 304 is the worst thing any woman can be just being just because lebron james and kevin durant came out from single mothers doesn't make it right. It is fool's gold. All right, single mammies are going, y'all taking a hit today. Y'all going to take a hit. So I'm just letting y'all know. Y'all not going to be happy at the end of this stream, but it's not going to be an attack on single mothers. <laughs> this, is not real, this is not an attack on single mothers. This is to get fathers to understand the, the, um, the, 
the trajectory we're going with our kids and how the courts tend to put kids with mothers and you get the blame no matter what. All right, you get the blame no matter what and what the what problems these things create. We'll show you that. Shout out to last two. Riz Khalifa says, freedom of speech until the advertisers threaten to pull the plug. YouTube told Pearly this. Silence, you fool. To all content trying to wake you ninjas up, and this is a fact. Uh, Pearly was going hard, and I, I never celebrate demonetization of any content creator, any. It is some, it's one of the worst feelings you're going to feel especially if you've been getting them YouTube checks and all of a sudden them YouTube checks come to a stop, a crashing halt. I've had this happen 10 times to me, 10 times, 10 times, guys. It's a horrible feeling. And uh, what happens is eventually the, we're going into an election year. There's a lot, a lot of things going on this, in this election year. More people will be censored. There's going to be a recession, if you will, meaning that companies don't have the money that they thought they would have, so they're going to be very stingy with their money in terms of content creators, and they're going to kind of look at what people are going to do, and these these political parties are going to start censoring people. I actually warn people of this on the money mindset, which is patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. You can get all the money mindset at the money mindset level, and I told you this is going to happen. All right, I've been saying this for a year. It's going to happen, so content creators better tighten your belt. JC says, Coach, can we start having food pop Friday? Nope. All right, we already got Gordita uh, on Tuesdays, we don't need no more overweight women celebration days. No more. All right. Gorditas are it. That's it. All right. Uh, we need to honor the in-shape women. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, ninjas, we getting laid off over here. Let's get to the show. We got Doom and Gloom CGA. Let's rip it. Wait a minute. I messed up. I muted myself. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button again. Jesus. All right. Why do I do that? I pressed the wrong button. I pressed the wrong button every time. All right, Jesus. Well, let's do this again. Don't. And gloom CGA. <laughs> There's a button I pressed next to it, and I don't know why it doesn't tell me. I see it now. It's on. Doom and gloom CGA back in here anyway. What I wanted to say was we're going to have Big Bird tell you. Hey, look at this. I like when Big Bird says. Hey, look at this. I want you to look at this, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, what do you think about this? This could be doom and gloom, or it could be actual progress. Let's take a look. Um, apparently, when you go Passaporte, they are now using facial recognition, and they already have facial recognition in airports and whatnot. But no more custom agents and passport stamps. I recently traveled to Europe, and I've already seen this happen. And uh, I did see a custom agent right afterwards, so I don't know where he is in this situation here. But it says no more custom agents or passport stamps. Ninja, I can't stamp my passport day. That's the funnest part about travel. I need stamps on my passport day. 
All right, but uh, they do do this. I actually was when I was uh, traveled into Europe. I did experience this as well. Uh, they do have these facial recognition things, machines here. Let me let them explain it. Let's wait for this thing to. All right. Gates open. Now I'm officially trapped in here until I get my photo taken. So check this out. Needs me to take a photo of my face. New, 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 new world order. All right, so you saw it. No customs officials, no passport stamps. Tell me what you think about that in the comments. Is that convenience or beginning of the end? Oh, man. New, new, new world uh, I call beginning of the end. Now, it'll be still going on, but with these things happening in the world today, I can only imagine that it's the powers that be to use this in a negative way. I mean, if you have any issue and you get the facial recognition or you have something going on, social media, Facebook, a posting, any sort of element that they can control you, uh, convenience is not always uh, easy, right? Convenience is also, uh, most of the time, you got to give up your rights for convenience. And all they got to do is turn that machine off or you not get recognized or you have a strike against you on YouTube. And then all of a sudden, can't get in, <laughs> all right? Now you can't get in. You back on child support, facial recognition, you a deadbeat, you can't get in, all right? You mostly can't get in anyway. They probably wouldn't let you leave. Uh, you don't take the chip. You don't take the poke. Can't get in, ninja. New, 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 new world <laughs> You against order. the powers that be. Can't get in. New, 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 new world order. I don't like stuff like this, although technology is technology. The investments in technology also make things more efficient. But I, for me, when I see stuff like that, I only look at it as the the opportunity for people to give more, uh, put more influence on you, put more controls on you. And so if this is how people are going to travel, especially doing passports, there's no customs agents. There's nobody you can talk to. There's nobody you can explain your case. There's nobody you can say, hey, where's your manager? You're stuck behind a glass wall. They imprison you. They lock your ass in. The alarms go off like crazy. All right. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't like that type of stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm an old head. I remember when we actually dealt with human beings to be able to solve our problems. But there are a lot of lineups, you know what I mean? Standing in line for custom agents and waiting for them to look your shit over and stamp you, looking at you all intimidating and stuff. Yeah, you know, there is a pileup of line. There is a line created for, for that. So maybe this is more efficient. But anyway, watch out for that. Strike Jack. Doom and Gloom CGA continues. Let's take a look at this. Speaking of demonetization. TikTok is the latest platform that has announced that it's pulling the plug on its $1 billion creator fund. Now, this has kind of been in the works already. So social media, Facebook, Instagram, Meta, for the most part, have stopped paying for reels for many, many content creators. Some are still getting paid. Some are still, some are ended. Uh, people probably are trying to build an audience to get monetized. People are trying to look at social media as the way to make a second income. Some are living off of their income exclusively from social media platforms. And, of course, people will say that's why you shouldn't formulate your life around content creation because it is very, very, you know, it's, it's very unstable. But if you're doing well, you could do well. Now, the Creator Fund was originated as kind of a pilot program to get people monetized on TikTok. Now, it stopped, uh, it ba they basically stopped accepting people in a creator fund, but then they made another fund for you to apply to, which is a little bit different than the creator fund. So the, that other program 
it, the parameters were just slightly different, and it was a little bit harder to qualify for it. Well, thus, if they're pulling the plug on this $1 billion creator fund, a lot of content creators aren't going to make their TikTok money yet. They were making money, making two, three, four, maybe five videos a day. They were getting 10 cents on the dollar or 10 cents per million views, and uh, they were forced to make a lot of content. Now that the platform um, is built, they no longer have to incentivize people to make content. Everybody will make content regardless. But the people who were depending on that money, right, they now have to find another way to monetize themselves, which people were telling you to do anyway. They were telling you to find other ways to monetize off the platform. And that is always the strategic plan when you get in here, even to the point of monetization on YouTube. Most of the time, if you monetize, they actually are more strict on you. When you're not monetized, they're less strict. Now you're not going to be able to grow. But when you're not monetized, you don't have to tiptoe and walk around eggshells per se because there's no ads on your show anyway. So if you find a way to monetize off the platform, that can be actually more effective for you long range because you can keep money coming in without the platform saying you can't say this and you say that. But this is what's happening with a lot of people that are trying to figure out how to pivot, who actually pivoted already to uh, being self-supported via the platform's monetization. But I'm just telling you, man, um, this is happening a lot across the board, across all the platforms. And the reality is the arms race is over, right? This is a signal that the war is over. There was a war for eyeballs, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. They were having a war in the last two years to try to get people over to them, and it was via the short-form content. YouTube basically rewarded channels for creating shorts, and then they pushed people's channels just based on the short-form videos, meaning the YouTube shorts. Instagram Reels were paying people to put Reels on there. Now they don't have an incentive to do it or the ad revenue to do it either to support it. Now TikTok saying, well, if they ain't paying, we ain't paying either. Right? If they ain't paying, we ain't paying either. But at now, now the people who built their audience, this is your opportunity to now pivot to the point where you can offer things other than just entertainment because your entertainment is going to be free. Now, you're, you're talking to a person that knows this already because I've already been demonetized since 2021, right? YouTube has not uh, essentially monetized me for the majority of uh, October 2021 until today. So I'm going on almost three, two years straight. Two years straight. So it's like I've already figured out how to figure out how to survive with it. But a lot of YouTube content creators, TikTokers, and Instagram, they're going to get shocked because they were making normie content. Low production, by the way. Very low production. I mean, the production value was shitty to begin with of what these people were putting out. And now these people are going to not put out that much content because there's no reward. Even the women that were putting out content, I start, I look, they're just putting out uh, titillation. Titillation. Now, these women can push their OnlyFans, but of course, OnlyFans, there's only so much OnlyFans you can put through. So, you know, I think a lot of these people will have to figure something out. But anyway, the war is over of the social media programs. The arm race is over on platforms. Let's get to a little bit more doom and gloom. You got Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro beefing. Add this to the list of things I didn't think would happen going into 2024, if you don't know. These two people, Daily Wire employees, if you will, team platforms, uh, these two people were pretty much locked in sync on the majority of issues you would think they would be on the same team. But if you really look at it, Candace Owens had a reaction video of Ben Shapiro slapping her down, and she reacted and essentially said, we pretty much don't agree on many things, even though we're kind of in the same boat. Now, Ben Shapiro 
I, I, Bishop Hero said, I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Ben Shapiro basically said, I own you, ya. Mm, you bitch. Yeah, all right. Bitch. And Candace Owens said, you don't own shit. All right. And so Ben Shapiro said, hey, you need to just quit so we don't have to pay you. Candace Owens is a little bit more smarter than that said, I ain't quitting shit about here. All right. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. And so they have this little war of beef going on here. Candace, is, Candace Owens is pregnant. Um, she's basically leaning on the side of the uh, Jesus Christos, the way, the truth, and the light. Um, and uh, Ben Shapiro is obviously a. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, and then you have this thing going on between uh, in the Gaza Strip, and now this is pretty much segmented the conservative and the liberal party here, or the Democratic and Republican Party. The odd thing is, and I'm going to play a protest video here in a minute, but one of the odd things going on right now, uh, obviously you had the Ukraine thing, and uh, money going over to Ukraine, but now you have Israel, and then they're saying send money to Israel, and this has actually flipped the parties. It actually has made unlikely friends, unlikely foes or unlikely friends. For instance, people who I thought would be against or stand on a certain side, they're actually on the opposite side, <laughs> all right? So, for instance, the liberal people, and I'll play a video, the liberals who basically have stood on very interesting principles, peaceful protests, um, you know, not killing their babies or killing their babies. They're like, we want to kill babies. All right, uh, LBGTQ plus the liberal people, I thought they would side with Israel because that's kind of where they stand on things. But no, they're siding with Hamas, which is odd to me because I'm like, <laughs> Hamas is overwhelmingly anti-LGBTQ. <laughs> they're overwhelmingly more likely to uh, to not be in a situation where they would support early terminations of pregnancy. But the liberals over here are saying, no, we shouldn't be killing babies and children innocently. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all stand on principles of killing babies over in America. I mean, I'd be sitting here thinking about it like, what happened here? And then the conservatives, who I think would be against people standing up to the big guy, they're actually supporting Israel. And I'd be sitting here like, hold up, man. I don't know where these lines are now, and we're getting to a gray area of society. We're getting to this gray area now that you cannot really explain who's who and where's where and where we at. And um, this is where we are right now. And then essentially the point of it is this is also playing out with Candace Owen and Ben Shapiro. It's playing out because that is now the reason why Ben Shapiro wants to distance himself from Candace Owens. Candace Owens mostly supports the side of uh, protecting the people and uh, the Palestine, the Palestinian people. And then Ben Shapiro obviously is going to be siding with Israel. So this is now political fodder coming into 2024. Uh, Ukraine was one thing, but now we're going forward. You're going forward into 2024. And now you're seeing both parties having problems trying to figure out where they stand on issues. And it's, it's causing both parties to split. Both parties to split. As a matter of fact, I do have some footage here of this actually taking place here. The Democratic Party is being attacked basically by people who are liberals. And they are in San Francisco right now. Let's play, take a listen. Protesters back with their bikes. 
Hold on. Super hey. Kitty, one second, one second, one second. New, 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 new world order. Alright, now this is what I find egregious about this whole thing because really people don't understand that war is about two things. Crimes and money. Alright, that's what it's about. Legit. Don't don't read into it more, no more, no less. Alright, but that's what it's about. And so when I hear about what these things are, it's about position power war and to be able to commit whatever atrocities you want to commit against people. I'll never get involved in these situations here. Neither do I need an understanding of what it is about because whatever they're telling you it's about, it's about the money, Ninja. That's what it's about. Resources. And sometimes punani. All right? That's what it is, Ninja. It's what, that's what makes the world go round. For me to get emotional on either side, both sides are about it, about the same thing. They about it, about it. Now, here's the thing about it. Anything, anybody want to argue anything else, Ninja, it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my time. Follow the money. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. I look at this and I say, why are people so amped up about what's going on over there? When we got all this shit over here and everybody's staying quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. All right. Why aren't we this emotional and activated and activist about the stuff going on here? Like single motherism. Ninja. <laughs> right? It's crazy. This is crazy. So people be getting amped up. And I really think it's because it's cowardice position. You're, you're basically trying to invest in a situation where you ain't never going to be, uh, you ain't never going to be a victim of any, any of these things. You can simply go get on an airplane and go pro protest over there. Go get on a pro. Hey man, listen, if you got all that talk and all that yip yap, why don't you get on the plane and get over there? Why don't you protest right there where they firing the bullets? All right. But they, you ain't going to do it. You got all that talk and you want to talk over here and debate and act like you know better than what, whatever. Ninja, I ain't got, hey, listen, man, take your monkey ass over there if you got some shit to say. Until then, all right, don't matter. It don't matter to me. But uh, anyway, anyway, that's my, that's my stance. All right, I think that's doom and gloom for today. All right, I got the mic on this time. I forgot to put my banner up. But anyway, let's get to some more contributions. Actually, are there more contributions? There's not. But look, let me get back to the next show, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, man. We got some good Straggle and Sniggle topics here. Let me go ahead and put up my banner for my editor. So they can know where I'm part, where I'm at on the show. Straggles Nickel Theater, all right? We play the real and the fake, the skits and the not skits, but we do it for entertainment. We're going to start off with this young lady right here. And uh, for people who are kind of concerned about women who may wear makeup, it's deception, it's witchcraft, whatever your stance is. It's not for men, it's for men. Men should pay for it because they have to pay for dates, because women have to pay for makeup and hair. Well, we have this young lady here, as you can see here. She already knows she's on the, she's been hit with the ugly stick. All right. And you can tell she's ugly. I mean, this woman's ugly. <laughs> Listen, classification. I don't care what language you are in the basic standards of beauty. She ugly. She knows she's ugly. Hair thin and out. She's older. She basically stock factory issued and her face is not that good looking. All right. So let's see the transformation she makes. 
Um, and let me know what you think. Here we go. Uh, there she is right there. Her teeth is all messed up. Oh, look at them teeth. All right, three, two, one. All right, here we go right here. We got the great transformation. She's washing her hair. Uh-oh, you already know what's happening here. This is about to be wild. All right, clean it up. Man, boy, they go through a lot to just look halfway decent. All right, she's putting on the, uh, okay, okay, what's, I don't know what this is around the neck. All right, there's the powder here. She about to look like a, uh, you know, what do they call them girls? It slips my mind. All right, I got an alert. Don't worry about all that. That is not my fire alarm uh, warning me. All right, we're putting on a lot. Geisha, she's going full geisha. All right, here we go. That's a lot. And she's still ugly at this point, just to be fair, but she is printing it up. Oh, my goodness. What in all the humanity? Wow, ladies and gentlemen, man. Hey, man, transformation. I tell you, makeup is of the devil. Makeup is of the devil. This is one of the biggest forms of witchcraft ever. And uh, if a person can do this, this is basically cheating the system. I'm going to tell you that right now. I mean, this is unbelievable. It's unbelievable, man. This should be outlawed. This should be a crime. She got rid of her puffy-ass eyes. This should be illegal to be able to transform yourself. Transformers more than meets the eyes. To be able to paint your face like Demolition and Sting and the Road Warriors. This is obviously deception. You got the contour of the nose, the foundation, the mascara, the mascara, mascaras. And uh, yeah, man, she can level up. I mean, she did look more attractive. Yeah, man. Damn, man. Look, she did look more attractive. I could obviously see that's a heavy makeup job. But let me check them teethis. Did she, did she do anything about her teethis? Oh, man. Man, that's actually a disgrace. That's a disgrace, man. I mean, that's a violation. That is a violation of human decency. There has to be war crimes associated with this. Let's take you to these streets real quick. What streets are these? these streets. We're going to California. Apparently, on the corner of Vincent and West Covina Parkway, a woman gets into a car accident. Cell phone footage captures a woman drinking right after the crash. Let's take a look. Just drinking. So there you see there, um, if you scroll in, if I scroll in there, right there. Oh, the humanity. All right, this woman has definitely gotten into a collision, rear-ended someone, so it's her fault. But as you can see here, she said, but everybody in the club getting tipsy. <laughs> All right, man, she's like, listen, man, might as well go ahead and kill this bottle real quick because I'm going to jail. Oh, the humanity. All right, man. She like, might as well go ahead and get me a DUI and get my blood alcohol level up to the peak position right here so I can have an excuse and say my frontal lobe has not been developed all the way and I'm on that alcohol, man. Mm. Uh, this is the reason why many, many civilizations, many, many countries, many, many people have said, we don't want our women to drive. <laughs> all right, we don't want our women to drive. Obviously, in California, you cannot travel with an open container. Almost having an op a container period in the front seat could get you a ticket. Gotta have that ish in the trunk, in the back seat, hidden. But nah, she might as well just tipped it out. <laughs> all right, airbag out all over there. And she just said, let me tip it all the way down, man. I tell you, I tell you, man, we need to bring back the law. We need to be bringing back the laws. Maybe we need to tell them, man, this is not it. But she like, listen, my, my day already ruined anyway. Might as well go to the holding tank a little bit tipsy. That's what happened. It's crazy. 
Stragos Niggle Theater, we do have a skit to show you here. Gentlemen, a lot of people in the comment section of this video don't know what's up. Apparently, they don't know what it's like to live with a girl. They don't have a girl who's mine, all mine. All right, so you got a ninja here sitting on the toilet. He's not trying to say he's pooping, but he says living with your girl be like. All right, let's hear what this one is right here. What you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, the humanity. What you doing? Oh, man. Poor guy. He can't even get his jerk off without her all in the business. Ninja. Oh, man. This is crazy, man. A lot of people don't understand oh, this skit at all. Um, let me read some comments on this one because a lot of people don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? They don't really know what's up. And we're going to go ahead and look at the comment section here. <laughs> um, he went full squashy. He wanted to get his nuts. But let me see. It says, uh, what does it say on the caption? What it's like. So it says, uh, never make this mistake, but it's like to live with your girl in the house. And this guy says, Nika, you got a girl in your house. WTF, you need PH4. All right. What is PH? Ocean. All right. Um, here it is right there. And this is a young fella. And uh, this woman says, if you have a woman, why you need to do this? All right. These are very normie responses here. I'm going to clear all the confusion up. You have this guy says, time to reevaluate the relationship, big dog. Okay, you ain't hitting it right, Ninja, there. This guy says right here, your woman is all the website you need, big dog. Okay, big dog, uh, more, this is more ignorance here. People don't know, obviously. Him, uh, I'm just moisturizing in the dark, honey. Okay, here we go right here. This guy right here, tatted baddie, so I'm assuming it's a woman. She legit walking by you in a silk robe, and you still going to beat it. All right, here we go right here. Last one. Uh, uh, no co beer connected, Ninja. It says right here, I still yet to understand. He says that. I still yet to understand as a man why men do this when you have a whole package in the house with you. All right, you see these right here? All right, you see these right here? So y'all you, beating in a relationship. Damn glad I'm single. And uh, this is a slight confusing it's a slight confusing misunderstanding of what's going on here. And I'm here to clear it up. I got time today. All right. I got time today. Now, here it is right here. Most people don't know what cohabitation means. Oh, PH is phone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. Y'all just don't know how to write. Jesus. Here's the thing. Cohabitation. A woman in your house doesn't mean she's going to be available for sex. A woman in your house does not mean you have her, her available for sex whenever you want. That's just that. Number one, unless she's a fat Latina, I mean, unless she's a gordita. Gorditas are the exception to the rule. They let you be even if she bleeding like a stuffed pig. All right, but that's neither here nor there. But when it comes to cohabitation, we already gave you the statistics on how many times you can expect to be intimate. Now, there's always plus and minus, a standard deviation of one and two. There's also exceptions to the rules and outliers. There's also the extreme on the opposite side of being in an absolute sexless relationship. We told you yesterday that there's women that think being in a sexless relationship can be healthy still. But number one, a lot of women that you live with 
don't always have sex with you. <laughs> That's just the first and foremost thing. Now, the you ain't hitting it right, ninjas is going to be like, because you ain't hitting it right, which is low-frequency ninja shit, all right? There's no explanation as to based on sexual performance how much a woman makes it available to you. There's a lot of things that go into why a woman does not want to be intimate with you. Oh, PH is Pornhub. Okay, Pornhub. Now, let's go back. Just on GP, you're not having 31 days of sex with your wife, your girlfriend. You're not going to have it. Just get it out your head. It ain't going to happen. You might do this the first one or two months you moved in, but for the most part, you're not going to hit it 30 days out of 30. It's not going to happen, so get that out of your head. That's number one. Number two, you have to understand that you're going to be, she's not going to be in the mood and she might need to have you work her up into the mood, which is a lot. You already know that's a lot. You're not just going to get it, roll over, hit it, bust your nut, and move. You know you got to get her in the mood. It might be too late. It might be something you don't feel like it. There's a lot going on there. She might still reject you after all of that. Or she might say, hey, you still ain't getting any, even though you're trying to butter me up. That's number two. Number three, just on biological uh, uh, calendar, She's going to be out of commission for five to eight days. Meaning that she starts to spot. She starts to bleed. She starts to ovulate. That's going to increase the likelihood if she's ovulating. She also starts to have diarrhea, cramping, uncomfortability, irritability. All of these things are going to pay a part. Five to eight days are when she's going to be completely off. Now, if you don't have a great line of communication, you don't know when the next time you're going to get it. So you might feel like you want to pleasure yourself now to avoid the disappointment later. You're like, let me just jerk this off now in private so I can avoid the disappointment. I have to work her up. And then she says, oh, I'm on my period. Okay. So you have that. You have work life schedule. She's too tired. All of these things play a part in intimacy, intimacy with your wife, with your woman. Now, let me give you the real, real top reason why men do this. Because those are just putting it on the woman. We don't want to give it all the weight. Let me go back. One of the reasons why you would do this is because before she existed in your life, you already been doing it. Before you even had that woman in your life, you probably been beating your meat for a good two decades, a decade, five years, even more before that woman existed in your life. See, this idea that you put the ownership of your arousal onto the woman and she controls it is a bum idea. Don't do this. This is why I don't really believe in monogamy. It gives her too much control. So I'm supposed to wait to bust my nut until she shows up. I've been busting nuts before this woman showed up my whole life. Like, she don't control this. She don't control when I, what I get to do with this. <laughs> like, I can pleasure this how I want to pleasure it when I want to. I'm supposed to just wait until she's ready, until she ain't bleeding, until she ain't got diarrhea, until she's in the mood, until I do something for her, until she wants to reward me, until she's ready. I'm supposed to wait. I'm supposed to just wait. <laughs> All right. This is not a good thing for you to do. And what these people are saying in the comment section is that give her the control. Why are you doing it? All right. Why? Why you ain't letting her do it? Why you ain't letting her be ready? Why, why aren't you letting her determine when you get off? Okay. Mm. 
I've already been doing this since I've been 13, 14, 15, however many years you started. Okay. I've been already doing this. I'm comfortable with doing this. I know how to work. I know how to work it. Now, let me just flip the genders. If the woman, if the woman, uh, if you said, hey, I ain't in the mood or I'm coming home late and she went in her drawer and she got out all of her machines and her flower and rose and her beat down stick and her vibrator and her rabbit ears and all of these things, if she went to pleasure herself, nobody would have the same response. They were like, well, she got to do what she got to do. He may ain't hitting it right. He ain't going down eating the, the sweet potato pie. He don't know how to lick it. He don't know how to stick it. They would just be like, well, she got to dust herself off. She got to finish herself off because he's incompetent. Now, she might be incompetent in the bedroom. He might not be very intimate with her, but he likes the relationship with her. He might be disappointed in it. He just want a quickie. He don't want to work the woman up and do an hour of foreplay and then bust his nut. He wants a quickie. Let him get his quickie. She don't own his salami just because she lives with him. She doesn't. She doesn't own his arousal. She doesn't own his nut bust. Pause. She doesn't own it. So he, at some particular point, might say, I know how to get this off. I know how to get this off. I've been doing this since I was 13. Here we go. <laughs> right? She don't own it. it. Nobody owns anyone's anatomy. In fact, if he said, you must give me sex or I'm going to jerk off, they're going to say she was abusing her. Oh, I may... He made me give it to one more. He said he was going to pleasure himself in the bathroom. She don't own your arousal, period. My body, my choice. It is all the shit that they say. I, if I want to go get a quick nut on fantasizing about a woman that I saw earlier, it's probably better than me cheating on you. However, I'm still going to probably go get the woman anyway because I'm not monogamous. All right. But at the end of it, guys, this is probably a, it's a healthy thing. But of course, when it comes down to men, we're supposed to have this idea that we're sexually, like everybody's sexually proficient, and we got to prove it through the pleasure of the woman, all right? Our manhood is based on how we please women. Nah, guys, don't fall for that. <laughs> don't fall for that bullshit. I mean, low-frequency low ninjas will do that. Well, if you was hitting it right, that's low-frequency ninja shit, all right? Them ninjas often broke, all right? <laughs> broke, busted, and disgusted, SDIs and STIs and all that stuff. That's, that, never fall for that because your arousal doesn't like, listen, listen, I'm in this situation. I'm always in these situations. Some women I'm attracted to, some women I'm aroused by. So sometimes I'm attracted to the woman, but she doesn't bring me great arousal. Like I think she's pretty and she's dysfunctional in the bedroom. But at the end of it, like if I'm intimate with her, I'm not going to have great performance. And if she doesn't feel I'm having great performance, she might say, well, what is it about me? That doesn't make you perform well. I'm just attracted to you. I think you're beautiful. Now, another woman can be a little bit more basic, and I can be highly aroused by her, and as a result, the performance is going to be better. But it doesn't mean, like, if I'm trying to make her pleasurable, if I'm trying to please her, then I put her priority of pleasure over mine. And for the most part, it's kind of not accurate that both people are going to be pleased equally. It can happen. But it's not often. It's not often that both people arrive at a climax together. It's not often that both people found the experience pleasurable together. Sometimes one person got more pleasure than the other and vice versa. Sometimes it flips. But it is what it is. It's, it's some of these things that people try to measure their manhood because they have nothing else to measure their manhood with. It's indicative of this. And I often try to tell you, if this is what you're measuring your manhood 
uh, with with your Johnson, please show me you have other things that can actually prove your manhood. And those things are actually less priority than pleasuring women. Pleasuring women is a great thing. But if that's the only thing you have and there's nothing else that you can be on the level up as a man, you're not a man to me. It's fine. It's great. Good job. But you don't have other things that can uh, measure up to other things that make people men. It is what it is. But that's the whole that's the whole scoop about it. I have no problem doing it. And here's the other thing. The same thing doesn't work with uh, all women. So a thing, a tactic that you do with one woman to please her, it doesn't work with another woman. Another woman, it won't even work. She'll just be looking at you stupid. <laughs> or she'll be like, what are you trying to do? And you're like, I'm going to do my trick. Watch. I know how to please a woman. And then she's just sitting there looking at you stuck on stupid. Not all women are respond to the same stimulus in the bedroom. Some women like tongue. Some women like to beat down. From the hind, some women like to ride. Some women be uchi ouchy up under you. Some women want to get it done in five minutes. Some women want you to go 25. Not all the women respond to the same thing intimately. So don't get it in your head that you have to be the burden of performance at all times with women. That's low frequency thought, and it's going to backfire on you. It's going to backfire on you. All right, Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we do have a bonnet queen. A bonnet queen. Bonnet Queen's gonna do this. Let's go ahead and roll the film and play the audio. What the? Sugar Mama. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Hector? Hector? And who might you be? I'm his girlfriend. Oh, and I'm his wife. What? I've been dating him for like three years. Oh, really? And we've been married for five years. <laughs> Oh, hell nah. Tell him I ain't paying for shit no more. He can't forget about the mortgage. He can't forget about the car loan. I'm gonna cancel the chips. I'm gonna cancel the Victoria's Secret card. I'm gonna take everything back. Oh, <laughs> honey. I was just kidding. I'm his sister. Prank ya. Oh my God. Hector has told me so much about you. I can't wait to meet. I'll tell him to call you back, sweetie, okay? All right, bye. All right, there you go right there. All right, and so uh, when we get down to the single mother epidemic, this is going to be something that we talk about. Hector, obviously, is a ninja that is valuable to both of these women. Both of these women are low frequency. Um, and um, as you can tell, and we got a gordita on one side, and we got a strag on the other side. And Hector is that guy. So uh, the gordita said, I'm the sugar mama. I pay all the bills. They're going to get in a confrontation about Hector cheating. But when it comes down to it, the woman finds out that this woman has been paying the bills. And she says, I'll overlook that. <laughs> I guess we're in a poly relationship. I guess Hector has a woman that serves two purposes. And it happens like that sometimes, not for all. Not for all, not for many, not for most, but it happens for some. And this is how we get into this straggle mindset because this guy is able to please multiple women and these women end up having babies by um, Hector and Hector has multiple women with multiple babies. This stuff happens. Women do this. They change the rules for some men um, and they keep the rules for others. All right, I do have another straggle and sniggle <laughs> skit here. There is a lot of foul language, but this since this is takeout, Thursday, we have a Ling Ling female comedian. Oh, man. Talk about oxymorons all over the place. Here we go right here. We have a Ling Ling female comedian. Of course, she's a straggle. 
uh, look at all the tattoos and whatnot, but I still probably would fold up. Uh, but uh, here we go. Let's take the music off. Let's see what she has to say. Oh, by the way, parental discretion is advised. This is normally a family show, but she's going to talk very vulgarly on the Internet. Here we go. Just recently found out that I have an. All right. I got it on triple speed here. And I was in a rush this morning. All right. Here we go right here. Let's start her over here. Here we go. Just recently found out that I have an amazing pussy. This is how I found out. This is how I found out, right? I was fucking this guy in the middle of sex, right? It's just all sexy. It's hot. And then he just shouted, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he is Muslim. <laughs> Do you know how amazing your pussy needs to be? You know? To make somebody else seeing somebody else's God, you know? It's like <laughs> baptism by pussy, you know? It's like, it's like in the name of Jesus, like hallelujah. <laughs> All right, ladies, it's time to have a conversation. I have to tell you. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a secret. You might not like this because I just told the secret to men and women were like, tell them, coach, tell them. I have to tell you a secret. It is not your peace leave that makes men say stuff like this. Obviously, this woman is a bad comedian to be able to have to speak like that and to get that goofy ass laugh. Can I tell you why men react this way when they're in there? First of all, there are hundreds of nerve endings that are in there that when you're going in Rosky and a guy has not experienced raw sex, this is going to make it feel extra moist around him and the sensation's going to feel pleasurable. Now, this can be achieved by going in between your legs or actually getting a machine or a piece of equipment and it could be the exact same thing. He could get some lotion and it could be the exact same thing. It is not your pedicity that is so good. It is the fact that he is very sensitive. It's a sensitive area and it feels pleasurable. Number two, when he is about to climax, he might say a lot of crazy things. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. He might start saying, but he might say, but he might start going crazy. Most of it is because there is a significant amount of muscular contractions that are happening that essentially is paralyzing him in a good way that feels pleasurable around the same general vicinity and sensitizing the ball area at a point that is uncontrollable to him. It is uncontrollable, so he will start to shout. It's kind of like tasering, like when a police officer tasers someone. They weren't expecting it. They felt it coming. They thought it was coming until it came. And then, oh, oh, right? You're being paralyzed. The muscles are contracting your entire body. <laughs> You're starting to slobber, right? Your face muscles. 
Everything tighten up. All right, your biceps, your triceps, you out of breath. <laughs> you don't know whether to pull out or stay up in there. And you getting essentially contracted. All right, you're being contracted in a major way. And it's like paralysis. It lasts for several seconds. And he might call out to the Lord. He might call out to Jesus. He might call out to Allah, the most high. You probably had very little to do with it. You were the mechanism for him to achieve this, but you weren't the reason why. Okay. You weren't the reason why he's calling out to it's You weren't that good. You didn't do much anything. In fact, after he finishes this process, he's going to look at you and probably wish you evaporate, right? He's not going to want to immediately run back in there. There's a rare exception that this happens. He probably doesn't want to even tongue kiss you anymore. He probably wants to clean himself off with a warm cloth, and he probably wants you to leave immediately or him leave you. It wasn't that what you were doing was so good and you have a valuable thing in between your legs. So I'm just trying to educate both sides here to get a little bit more realistic about what's going on here. Because we're giving too many people too many credit here. We're giving too much credit to other people. And then people walk around, I got the big hammer stick, coach. And then the women run around here, I got the golden for JJ. All the men climax and call out to the Lord. Hey, listen, lady, I've been with X amount of women. I called out to the Lord on all of them. (laughs) All of these women, I said the exact same thing, and I looked the exact same way. I went, ninja. All the women I've been with have accomplished this at least once, <laughs> right? At least one time they made me look stupid like this. It wasn't you. It wasn't them. It was uh, what was happening. So anyway, people need to get more realistic. This is crazy. I hear some of this crazy mumble jumbo, and everybody's giving themselves way too much credit. All right, let's continue here. <laughs> All right, matter of fact, that exact same thing I can do to myself. So... <laughs> I can do that if you weren't even here. It's better that you're here, but if you weren't here, I can actually do the exact same thing. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> All right. Ninja be speaking foreign languages when he busting. She's like, I made him speak Chinese. No, you didn't. It was the fact that he was hooked. <laughs> right. Anyway. Mm. All right, man, let me stop here. We got one more straggles nigga to get her. We have Red Pill. Oh, we got two more. We got Red Pill Rage. All right, Red Pill Rage. All right, we love Red Pill Ragers here. We hope you guys get healthy and better. Uh, let me set it up here. Uh, let's see here. Red Pill Ragers. All right, here we go right here. And I'm, I'm single. I'm just looking for somebody who likes to have fun and is a fun-loving type gal. Uh, brunettes are something, and, and so are redheads or blondes. That's uh, uh, what I really want is someone who'll call me and will love me because I'm everyone I know is married and I'm I don't know anybody or anything and it's just not right when because oh. I deserve love like anybody else I don't need oh. a rummage through that dumpster for a playboy. Oh wow! Hey yo, chill, sir. Hey yo. Hey uh, man, maybe you need to not date. Are you doing uh trying to do love connection here? Gentlemen, man, if you're mad at women like this and you're mad at, you know, so-called incel and you're frustrated with women, you're best not to date. You know what I mean? Because 
We don't want you snapping on women like this, man, brother. Hey, yo, chill, son. Yo. You might need to get something together about your life, ninja. If you started, this is what Red Pill Ragers sound like to me, man. And listen, we don't make fun of Red Pill Ragers here. We all been through Red Pill Rage. Ninja, I've been through it too. And I had to cool off, man. You know what I mean? I had to work on myself. I had to go monk mode. All right? Women be flaking on me. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Women can sense this out. They can sniff this desperation. They can sniff this out. So they're going to start. Not they're gonna start doing things like flaking on you and not calling and ghosting on you. They're gonna do all the things that we talk about, exercising hypergamy. And it's because they sense this about you. Some women sense this about you. Some women think they can fix it. Some women know to stay away from your monkey ass. And I'm I'm single. I'm just looking for somebody who likes to have fun and is a fun loving type gal. Uh <laughs> brunettes are something and, and so are redheads or blondes. All right. Uh um, what I really want is someone who'll call me and will love me because I'm everyone I know is married and I'm uh, I don't know anybody or anything and it's just not right when because I deserve love like anybody else I don't need to run and stood up down the for a playboy. Oh my lord, Jesus, man! <laughs> he thought about it for a second and he said, "Well, I'm an incel. I deserve a relationship too." Man, man, this is, hey, and here's the thing, here's the thing, this is how you get set up by the That's You Girl. And that's you. Again, and we call these red pill ragers, that's what they call them, but this is blue pill rage, right? This is what we termed it, right? Later on, we have to say, this is blue pill rage, you're a blue piller, and then now you got these red pill talking points and you're mixed up. Then this causes a spark. Then you're a purple pill. And then you get set up for the okie doke. And that's you. And then you really pissed off because you didn't work on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this hey man he said he don't have to rummage through a play to the dumpster for a playboy hey man and, and these guys go on dates with women these guys go on dates these ninjas be on dating apps i'm like look guys no more dating apps for you no more stop going on dates if you're triggered like this ninja <laughs> oh man Oh, man, because then you blow up on the woman and she's all unsuspecting. She's trying to finesse you. And then she's thinking about not getting choked out. <laughs> That's crazy. I got one more here. Uh, we got one more straggle. Okay, man, I know this is a long segment, but we have a straggle here. And this is uh, that boy funny on Instagram. And look at this straggle right here, boy. She got some. She thick. She got all the body fat all in the right area. I, I would smash. And look at that little, she got to look at her little face. All right, she got that little cabbage patch face ass. All right, but, you know, even a cute girl like this can have her mind be bad. All right, here we go right here. Yes. How much do a man got to make to be with you? At least $1,000. A year? No. A month? Um, Every day. $1,000 every day? Yeah. Oh, he got to make $1,000 oh, every day to be with you. Manager. Yeah. What? Because that's bare minimum to me. I need things done. I need my lifestyle. Oh, so how much you got to make a day to be with him? Um, he shouldn't worry about that. So what should, what can you do for a man that's making all that money a day? Bring him peace and oh, happiness. Oh, Jesus. A thousand dollars a day. Yes. <laughs> yes. A thousand is nothing per day. But you make a thousand? I make more than that. Oh. Okay. So that's bare minimum. 
Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Man, damn, she cute. I'm disappointed in this one, man. I get I I tell you, man, listen, she got that yeah, she don't got a wig on. All right. She definitely got a OnlyFans, right? She definitely a OnlyFans. She cute too, man. Shit, I listen. She don't have all the she got a little bit of the strag behavior going on, but yeah, I'm disappointed in that one, man. Let me zoom in just a little bit. Yeah, that one right there. Oh boy. You know what I mean? Like that complexion right there. I like that. I like that. And she got nice lips, too. She got them DSLs. She got a nice soup cooler dis DSL lips. Damn, titties popping. Big country booty. Big country ditties. Blam. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. This is, he, he's, he said, damn, coach, all these ads. All right. What ads? You getting ads on the main channel? All right. I don't know what's happening here. I have no idea what's going on here. All right. Uh, anyway. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, $1,000 a day. $1,000 a day. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. He, he probably makes $1,000 a day. That guy right there. All right, so just quick maths. As you know, we are horrible with quick maths. That's, well, that's about a $500,000 a year, if I'm not mistaken. That's about $500,000 a year. All right, let me see here. I mean, I know it's at least, yeah, we're, we're talking about $400,000 a year. Uh, roughly, that's probably hustle money. So this is probably untaxed money. Yeah, we're talking about $360,000 a year. I mean, mm. <laughs> I mean, the normal guy, you're already out with this, but the, the reality is she probably has some OnlyFans, so she already makes $1,000 a day, but how long is that going to last type deal? But this is the women that says, I want somebody on my level or more. Uh, and uh, so she makes probably that much money through her OnlyFans for at least this period of time. And then what she's going to do is then say the guy has to at least meet that and go above it. That's going to be difficult, man. I mean, that is the very, very 1%, man. And do the ninja have to be a thug, Tupac with a degree, too? I'm, I'm assuming he has to do that. And, boy, would I like to put my hands around her neck. You know what I mean? I definitely would love to. She probably she looks like she likes to be choked. Oh, wait a minute. This is a family show. But, anyway, I would put my hands all around that neck. All right. But, anyway, she got a lot of neck. All right, let me get to the uh, uh, super chats here. But that was Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Ride. Yeah, um, you know, we're hearing a lot of women talk like this. And uh, much of it is for content creation. But a lot of women are thinking like this, especially when they make a good income or they want access to things. She's talking about her lifestyle. Um... You know, it's a little bit ridiculous because a guy who's making that amount of money, if he's not doing it illegally, he doesn't have time to give her much of a lifestyle where he's included. He might send her off here, send her off there. He's probably going to be pretty much distant from her and then giving her access to stuff. And she's going to be able to travel and make her money and spend his money. That's just basically what it is. It's not going to be much of a relationship. Now, I will I will put her on the rental program. She'd be a good lease. I will lease that shit. But, uh, yeah, now, as far as making a relationship out of that where she's the only one, I probably would never do. Well, I certainly would never do anything like that. But a lot of women don't understand that. They'd be like, I found you. You make the money I want. And then they're like, you're all mine. All right, you will find out. Um, you will find out that um, these guys that have this access, does she qualify for a ninja like that? That's the main problem. Does she qualify for a guy like that? <laughs> right. Somebody said you can go to Brazil and get the exact replica of that with less demands, and that's a fact. Shout out to the passport bros. 
I mean, that's the example that I'm having here, and a lot of guys don't know this. Because, yeah, I mean, wait a minute, wrong video. Yeah, you can get you can get this anywhere around the world, and I, 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 for way less. But the problem is, do you want to live in Brazil, Ninja? Do you want to live in Colombia? That's the problem. You're not going to live there. But the other part of that is, I already know, I'm going to hit that about three times and be done with it. That's just how I'm built. Not a lot of y'all, other ninjas ain't built like this. I get bored of women sexually. I get bored of them real fast. <laughs> right? So I'll be like kind of over them. I'm like, all right, all right. There it is. Same thing. Okay, all right, bus. Okay, yep. Once I've seen your body about three or four times, I'm pretty much done. But <laughs> I'm pretty much done with you. Will I go back to you more? Yeah, but I would have to spread it out, okay? A week later, a couple, 30 days later, months later. But if I had you five days consistently, by the time I got to day three, I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor. Unless you really, really appeal to me. And there's some women that really appeal to me that I'll go in on. But most of them, I'll be done. If I'm not really attracted and I'm like, okay, well. Somebody says, sure, Cole, sure. People don't understand, man. I get bored of the same woman. This is why I gave up monogamy a long time ago. I get bored of women. <laughs> I swear to God. All right, and there's, I have, there's not that many women that I'm really, really like. So sometimes I'm taking what's available. I'm like, all right, she's available. Come on. He says, I thought it was just me. Uh, no, uh, it's not just you. It's actually most men. We're not programmed for long-term intimacy with the same woman. And I, I admit things that most people would never admit. I admit things that most people cannot admit. I admit things that people think that it's just them. I admit things when I say it, people be like, oh, me too. I just never thought of it like that. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's damn true. Mm. All right, anyway, let me get over here. Shout out to, uh, who is this in here? Derek Choice. Says, you think Ben and Candace ever been secret lovers? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I don't care. I can't imagine it. But I wouldn't put anything past anybody by this day and age. All right, secret lover stuff. That's an interesting, man, interesting. Shout out to JC, says, Coach, every time you say, I got time today, it reminds me of that video with the little white boy who was acting gangster. He says, I'm not sure if you've seen it. I, I can't remember it right off the top of my head. Stephen Russell says, preach. Shout out to you. Currency says, braces out after two years, and he's showing his teeth. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Yeah, man, get them brace faces off. All right, Bob says, Muslims believe in Jesus Christos. She's not funny. And he says, sometime in the middle of the stream, there's an ad. I think it's just on, yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right, and I've really limited over there, so you know, I can really be doing y'all dirty. All right, but I know the show is long. Ninja missing out on the bag over there. All right, here we go. Suck up a love, Ninja says. Shout out to that Ninja yelling into the camera, looking for a wife, and I thought I was a sucker for love, Ninja. That was straight up sucker for love. Yeah, shout out to our brother Fred Al Hampton in the building. Donation on behalf of the South, 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 South Bronx. South, South Bronx, South Bronx. Shout out to the South Bronx, man. All right, boy, y'all got it good and bad over there at the same time. All right, shout out to the Doc AMG. Black fathers are the best. Prove me wrong. Statistically, you're right. 
All right. There's data that shows that black fathers are typically the most involved in their children's life. And that's mostly because the structure of the relationship. Right. Men are black men are trying to prove they're not a deadbeat. So they overcompensate other relationships, put the woman in the in the priority of child rearing. So then the fathers can go say, hey, I'm 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 going to hunt. I'm going to bring back. I'm going to hunt and gather. I'm going to go bring back the food. I'm bringing back the support system. So other cultures of men typically don't have the responsibility to be uh, present in their child's life. They just come home and be like, well, I bring on the bacon. I give you this big ass house. And then the women have to deal with it, right? So it's changing, though. It's changing. So women are wanting weaker men that don't do this. They're wanting a delicate balance, which they'll never find. So they want a guy that's ever-present, helping helping in the house. So she's not a married single mother. But then they want him to be out there just slaying the dragon. (laughs) I'm like, you get one or the other. You get one or the other. You want me to slay the dragon. Or do you want me at home changing diapers? I'll help here and there. But a lot of women put this unrealistic expectation and burden of performance on men. So that so and let me just tell you how this ends up when the guy does step up and become an active father. And if it does affect his ability to work, he's going to lose the woman on the ability, the, the lack of ability to support. Right. He doesn't make that much money in the lifestyle and I can't get my hair done. Because this ninja too at home too much changing diapers and folding laundry. Or she'll not respect them as much. Uh, guys, it, these things don't ensure that she's going to be happy or not cheat on you. If she sees you running around there busting suds, she sees you doing chore play. She sees you, uh, 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 let me, I'll deal with the kids part, but she sees you doing this stuff. She's going to lose arousal for you. She's going to lose arousal. Guys, she's going to lose arousal for you. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. There's no way in the world. <laughs> and what, what she's doing is double dipping. Women classically double dip. So she wants to be able to say, all right, you help with the things that are I'm responsible for. But what about the things he's responsible for? Are you going to help? The answer is nope. All right, can you help rake these leaves? Hey, baby, I just, I just raked all the leaves. Can you get the trash bag and come out here and put all the leaves in the bag? (laughs) And then as soon as she walks out there with the trash bag, just say, okay, thank you. And then walk off back in the house and start making lemonade. And then she's going to look at you and be like, wait, 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 wait. You, I'm not putting all these leaves in the bag. Why not? You ain't helping. Okay. Oh, baby. Damn. We got hit with a snow. We got hit with a snowstorm. Why don't you get the salt out while I'm changing the kid's diaper? Why don't you salt that driveway and get the snowblower out and make a path to the cars? Ninja, are you going to do that? The answer is nope. (laughs) The answer is no. She ain't going to do all that. I thought that's what you was doing. Why am I here doing it? Aren't you a man? Won't you man? See, these things she's um, she's going to gracefully bow out of being responsible for and place it on the gender. Well, I can't operate that heavy machine. I don't know what to do with that. Well, learn. Ninja, I don't know what to do with these diapers. This kid's shitting and pissing on me. At the same time, I learned. I figured it out. Here we are. Mm. <laughs> right? Go figure it out. Get on YouTube. They'll figure the shit out. So these are the things that I'm telling you. Most of the time, this house responsibility breaks down to helping her out with the things that she's known to do. She's going to bow out of all of these other things that you, well, I thought you would be a man and, and change the oil. I thought you would want to stand up. And it's crazy. 
So when you become a, a guy, and trust me, I've been through this. You become a guy that overcompensates as a black man because black men tend to overcompensate, especially the good ones. What you'll do is you'll become a good parent. The kids will like you. The kids will want to be around you. The kids will be excited to see you. They cannot wait till you come through the door because the mother's been just stressing them the hell out. So when you come through the door, the kids will love you. That mother's going to get jealous of you. I know a lot of people don't understand this, but she's going to become jealous of you. Not all women do this, but this is a problem. This is the story of La Llorona, I keep telling you. She's not going to like that. <laughs> not only that, if you do things easily that she stresses out about, and I got to do this, and I got to pack the kid's bag. She pulling her hair out, rocking in the corner, and I got to prepare the formula. I got to get the titty pump out. I got to get the, the travel bag. I got to get the car seat. You'll do it, and you'll do that shit without busting a sweat. You won't bust a sweat. You won't have a vein coming through your forehead. You won't cry. You won't bitch. You go and complain, and you're going to do it, and you're going to be like, oh, is this what you're complaining about, bitch? She's going to lose her mind. She's going to go inside her head. <laughs> Right? These are all things that you realize you're going to be the end of your relationship. She's going to blow up. <laughs> it's so hard to be a mom pulling her hair out. It's so hard. You don't understand. Oh, really? Okay, let me do it. All right. All weekend long. Why don't you go away? You come home. The kids are all good. They don't got, they don't got spaghetti all over their clothes. You come home. The kids are happy playing with their toys. The, clean, the room is all cleaned up. She comes home waiting for it to be a disaster so she can say, see, and she comes home, everybody, your kids are, sir, yes, sir. They're like, father, father, dear, father, dearest, uh, may I have extra bowl of applesauce, please? She's going to be like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, they don't like it. So this is the burden typically of the black father because this is what he does and the kids like it. And she's going to make, she's going to destroy that shit, fam. She's going to destroy it. She ain't going to like that. They ask for, remember, whatever they ask for, never give it to them. Whatever they ask for, they want the opposite. Whatever they ask for, they're projecting. So never think that you have to meet these expectations because I'm here to tell you, every time you meet one and you do well, it's kind of like for her, she's trying to put you through a gauntlet. Of shit test so she can finally say, see, you need me. <laughs> but every time you meet the expectation and say, well, I really don't need you. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I don't know how to take care of the kids. It's okay. Relax. You're going crazy over it. It's fine. I know how to make money. I know how to bring home the bacon. I can slay the dragon. We're good. <laughs> she, she wants to cause disruption. This is Understanding Woman 101. She wants to cause disruption. She wants to test. She wants to test her limits. She wants to see. She wants, there's always going to be a problem. She wants there always to be a problem. Not many women can go through life and say, it's fine. She wants to bring a problem to you. She wants to see how you handle it. She wants to get your attention. This is dependency, yeah. She wants to create this. It, this is all part of seeing if you really like her. If you're really going to look out for her, if you're going to try to look out for her best interest, if you're going to protect her, these are all important things. So she constantly is anxious about these things, 
right? They kind of fidgety and anxious. This is the majority of them. And so they got to create this ish issues and fires over here. Put this fire out. Put this fire out. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. And if you keep meeting these expectations, she's just going to find a way to make a bigger fire. She'd be in there with matches stacked up. She'll take all them leaves she was supposed to put in the bag. She's going to be over there pouring gasoline on the fire. And she's going to be out there with her hair standing up. Whoosh. All right. Put that fire out. <laughs> right. It is what it is, but this is my understanding. This is, I'm telling you how to understand things so it doesn't anger you, so it prepares you. If you have a problem in your marriage, most likely she's the creator of it. She created it, and she's creating it for a reason. She's bringing it to her attention. If you meet the expectations of that problem, you can fully expect by next week, there's another one coming. Mm. <laughs> now, if you think I'm lying, let me know. And don't use your own self as an anecdotal evidence. I'm not using anecdotal. I'm speaking generally. Do not use your own self. That never happened to me. I'm not like that. I'm talking about overall in general. This is what to expect. Not many women have literally, you solved her problem and she ain't bringing another one to you by next week. Then just some of them going to bring it by you tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Where are we at? Uh, Big Buck says, true witchcraft coach. Thanks for all that you do. Shout out to you, El Jefe. Shout out to you. We're going over to pay pizzle. Pay pizzle in the hizzle for shizzle. All right. Anyway, and we tell you how to handle these things. The best thing to do, stay calm. Then start telling her, next problem you bring me, I'm going to eliminate the problem. And it's going to be you. <laughs> All right, I'm a, I, I just like, come to her and be like, I finally realize what the problem is. Oh, what, honey? The problem is you. And that's you. And most men, your life becomes peaceful and quieter and less stressful the less this woman is around you, talks to you, or is active in your child's life. Your children are going to feel her, the lack of her presence. And they're going to start to relax. There's going to be order, quietness, right? There's going to be, the storm is going to be gone. It's going to be like the hurricane or the eye of the storm is going to pass through. Whoosh! And then when she leaves, the storm, the eye of the storm, they moved over there and it's destroying shit over there. Everybody else will be just like. <sighs> now, does that mean it's going to be better overall? Not necessarily. It's just going to be peaceful. But then you'll start minimizing. You're going to start what much of this shit that we don't need. It's, it's what it is. Then it's the same thing as a woman that's messaging you or in your life or wants to see you clamoring uh, constantly. That's just chaos. Everything starts to balance out. In fact, the, the data <laughs> proves it. All right, when I don't have women in my life, my life goes very smoothly. Not many mistakes. I don't hurt myself. I don't try to rush to finish my job so I can start focusing on her. When they gone, I'll be like, wow, man, life is great. <laughs> then y'all start stacking money. <laughs> we go right here. I can relax. I can focus on what I'm doing. They bring a sense of um, um, constant need, constant need to be. I need you to attach to me emotionally. 
And these are, I'm not making fun of it because these are their needs. I just don't like their needs. I need you to talk and communicate and open up and tell me your inner desires. And I want you to communicate and focus on me. I want you to tell me and there's attention and that message me and tell me you like me. And do you look beautiful? What do you like? Do I wear this one? Do I like these shoes? You like these? I like these. Well, I'm gonna wear these, you know, <laughs> she ain't bringing other drama in your life. Other people's drama. You're like, oh, man. And, you know, my ex-sister-in-law, man, who cares? Who cares about them? Them women ain't going, them people ain't going to impact my life. It's crazy. But when you tell them that, it's crazy. You know, they don't like it. You need to worry about what I say. And guys, again, give them instruction. You got one or two things to tell me all day. One or two things to tell me all day. This shit better be good. All right, there's a story about, I, I know I'm going off. I got PayPal coming up. Be patient. There's a story about uh, Death Row Records where people would want to rap on Death Row and they would come in. And I want you to apply this to your relationship, not the physical assault part, but there's a story about physical assault of these guys. I want you to apply this to your life. So people will want to rap. They can say, I want to rap. And then um, they run up to the studio. They run up in, um, you know, to the office, the headquarters. They want to give them their demo tape. And then, uh, you know, as an artist, as a record company, you probably get tired of this. So what they did was say, okay, if you can rap, go ahead and rap. They say, you want to perform? Go ahead and perform. And so these people will come in here and they'd be like, all right. But then before they start rapping, they say, but if it ain't good, we're going to whoop your ass. So, (laughs) So the person who said they can rap for them, now all of a sudden is like, can you really rap? Is it really that important? Do you want to kick them lyrics? All right. And so what they'll do is they'll start rapping. And if it don't work, they whip the, they beat, they beat their ass. Now at that point, that guy realized, well, shit, rejection is a mother sucker. I guess it wasn't that important. I guess I wasn't that good. I guess I better next time I step to them, I better be better. Now let's take the, the violence out of it. Let's talk to your girlfriend. Say every time you tell me something and you stop me from what I'm doing, that shit better be good. <laughs> every time you interrupt me from doing what I want to do, even though you think it's lame, playing video games, jerking off, working on my motorcycle, thinking, sleeping, taking a nap, every time you interrupt me to look at a post on Instagram, I want you to think you're yourself. This better be good. And you got two times all day to do this. So the first time you interrupt me with something, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to look at you like this. You know it ain't good. So that the second time, you're going to think about it. Okay, I didn't use my one. <laughs> I didn't use my one. The second time you interrupt me, this better be life-changing information. This better be something that sets me off on fire like, wow. Wow, that was crazy. Because if it ain't, you shutting up for the rest of the day. Tuck it in, baby. You done. All right, read the bell on your ass right here. Tuck it in. This better, this better be informational. This better be entertainment value on peak. <laughs> These are instructions. You better listen to them. Or your time is going to be limited with me. Interrupting me. You will have no, you will, you will be able to reach to me zero times with information. Anyway. 
hey, check out this post. Anyway, let's get back. Caitlin says, even when it comes to sex, he says men still have to do most of the work. Not every piece leave is as great as it sounds. It's not. But yeah, we're doing most of the work. All right, we get into the PayPal brothers who people reminding me about sending PayPals. Chill. Let me do my show. All right, shout out to our brother, No Government Name, says, now I know me and CGA are the, are on the same wavelength because I was trying to explain to my boys the difference between attraction and arousal. But I phrased it as beauty and sex appeal. These ninjas were looking at me like I was speaking in Chinese. Yes. But I know you are an older male, so you can understand. Attraction or arousal are two different things. They're not the same. They're not the same. Sexy and... Uh, beautiful are two different things. A woman can be both. I can, uh, I can be aroused and attracted similarly, but there could be a somebody I'm, I'm attracted to that I'm not necessarily like 100% aroused by. I can become aroused, obviously, but there's someone that I can find very beautiful, but there will be, that's like, well, you know what I mean? Then you get her and she got, she, she's skinny and shit and she, her hip bone hitting you. Not really, you're not really aroused by her. You're just attracted to her. They're two different things. Shout out to Kaylin. He says, uh, being, a, being a single mother aside from, uh, okay, I think I read this one already. I did. All right, let me check over here, and then we'll continue on with the show. Because the next segment is John Deloney. Uh, we got our brother here. No government name, BH says, did you see the latest Dan Merkel deletion update a few days after the Dennis brother Charlie Adelson was found guilty. The mother bought a one-way ticket to Vietnam because they don't extradite, but she got arrested before she fled the country. Good. Good. The monster-in-law who set up the deletion. I'm good. Did they, so they arrested her. We need to follow that story. Good. Good. Shout out to her. All right. Um, people are giving examples. Yeah, people get it. I'm like, yeah, people get it. Like, there's some women that I want to just defile. And there's some women that I want to be like, lay down and tell me what's on your mind. What exactly did he do to make you cry this time? Well, I will be your comforter. I will make it right. And there's some women like, fold, fold. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Throttle. Choke, slap on the booty. You know what I mean? There's some women that'll just, you know, here we go. Let me fold this girl up. All right, here we go right here. Flip over there. All right, here we go. The sad part is some women who are beautiful want to be treated like that. And that's what we don't know. They don't want, they don't want to be treated all caressed. They're like, can you throttle me? Can you pull in on my head? Pull it, pull in on my hair. Can you pull my hair? Can you spit down my throat? They want that treatment too. And you're like, you're too beautiful for this. You're too beautiful. Oh my goodness. You want to be, you want to be treated like the marginally attractive women? Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. You don't even want to damage her. You're like, oh my goodness. This is crazy. All right. Anyway, you want to be, what what was the one girl's name? She had a funny name, light-skinned chick. She's like, I like to be defiled. What did she say? That's what she said. What category is Halle Berry? I think she's a, a beautiful woman. I'm, I'm attracted to her. I'm sure I become, I, like I said, I can become aroused by her, but I'm just, I'm attracted to her. I could want to look at her. 
I just want to look at her. Hey, look at this. Now I'm pretty sure I'll be throttling her in no time flat. Hallie, you have a one-way ticket. Write to CGA if you need it. All right, yeah. She's like, all right, right here. All right, give me the CGA facial. You're like, <laughs> you want me to give you the facial? Oh, my. She over there rubbing it in. Okay, this is a family show. <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah, Cam, it was the Cam Newton girl one. All right. Yeah, Cassie is another one. She's kind of attractive. She's more attractive than she is has sexy. She's not sexy to me. She doesn't ooze sexiness. She's kind of bland. She's bland. She, her personality is bland. I would love for her to be here sitting next to me so I can look at her and look at her on mute. <laughs> All right, there you go right here. All right, shout out to Cassie. Uh, Cassie's the type of person that I would like to have next to me on mute on a dinner date. All right, and she looks like she'd be good, very silent. All right, she'd be, she'd be a good person sitting there not saying much to me. And I'd be like, you're doing a great job, hon. Hold on for a second. She's like, um, uh, maybe you want to hear my opinion on No, I don't. No, I don't. I think you will ruin it the more you say. Just sit over there and don't say nothing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I'll be more exciting. No, I don't need that. Just sit right there and on mute, you're winning. You're winning. There's nothing you need. De- you're going to mess it up if you start talking. <laughs> it's Cassie. I mean, I fold her up, but I'm like, you better off right here. Just, just sit right here. All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? Macaroni Tony ninjas don't know about the million man March, but wants to criticize us because our salamis is like the United Nation for snail trails. Shout out to you, the million man March. Yeah, Cassie, I think he's like, no, just you're messing up the vibe. (laughs) You're messing up the vibe. All right. Uh, Anyway, Dr. Thunder says, take some money, coach. Hashtag sandwich gang. Shout out to you. Okay, I think we're ready. Shout out to the doc. All right. Women are like, I don't get it. Are there any women here today? I know you're here. I'm trying to help you out. I know women are like, this is unhelpful. This is misogynist. You hate women. I used to have women say that. You hate women. I'm like, why? Because I want you to look attractive and don't say nothing? Mm. <laughs> like, explain that. Ladies, are you here? I'm putting lip balm on. Hey, ladies. I- I'm here. I'm trying to help you out. Because you want help with men, right? Say no more. Daddy's here, man. Daddy's here. I'm going to tell you how to win with men. Tell you. It's pretty simple. We're simple. We're simpletons. You know, dogs are simpletons. Men are simpletons. Most men are very simple. I'm trying to help you out. I literally could make you guys win with every man you want to be with. I can, ladies, I'm here. I can get you any man you want. Right now. But. They don't want to, they don't want to listen. They don't want to listen. I can get you any man you want. (laughs) I can get you to keep a man longer than any man you've ever kept. 
telling you, man. They, but they don't hear it. They don't hear me. How dare you? They're like, no, we want to be how we want to be. I'm like, that's how you lose your man. Everybody's got a role. Everybody's got to act. I'm acting like I like you. <laughs> right? Listen. But I can get you to keep any man you want. The best thing you can do. And I know you're going to be mad. How dare you? The first thing you can do is be quiet. Mm. Now, it's going to sound wrong. It's going to sound wrong. You're going to be like, no. There's going to be a simp-ass ninja, Ruben Stutter Ninja with hot dogs on the back of his neck saying the opposite of what I'm saying. But I'm trying to tell you, Less is more. Less is more. You're not, you're not hearing me, ladies. Be seen, not heard. You're going to win. He said you can win. The more you talk, the more you make it worse. In fact, let me just give you an equivalent here. <laughs> let me give you an equivalent. Imagine there's a grease fire. And you see the grease fire, you don't have a fire extinguisher. So you get a cup of water. You take the water and you dump it on the grease fire. What happens? Now, it would make sense that if I take water and I saw fire, the fire would go out. But what is probably going to happen is as soon as I dump that water on the grease fire, it's going to go whoosh. It's going to make me panic. I'll get a bigger bucket of water. You fill it up. <laughs> and then you put the bigger bucket of water on the grease fire. What's going to happen? Do, are you getting it? Or do you understand? Whoosh! You're going to panic. Perhaps I'll get the water hose. Shh! <laughs> right? <laughs> so the more you do this, the more you double down on doing what I'm telling you not to do, the more you're going to lose the man. It's just simple. I know. I know. I know. I know. No, I'll talk to him more and I'll ask him to communicate and I'll see what he wants and then I'll tell him what I want. Okay. You're going to lose that guy. He's going to tune you out. You're going to sound like his mama, not his girlfriend. But you keep doing you, boo. You keep doing you. <laughs> but burn your house down. Lose your whole man. Look, let's get back to the show. All right, lose your whole man. Keep complicating his life with your little Mickey Mouse bullshit. Keep complicating your life with these little problems and these little dust-ups. He's going to check out. He's going to check out. And when he checks out, he's going to stop doing the things that he did when you were in a relationship. And then you're going to say, well, you don't do this no more. You know why? Because he checked out. It's not because he doesn't do them anymore. It's because he's tired of doing it. Because all it does is make you open your mouth more. And it's probably like, it's kind of like throwing water on a grease fire. He's like, this gets keep getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> all right. Mm. All right, let's continue here. John Deloney in the building. Dr. John Deloney. Um, he put his wife on a podcast. Uh, guys, I'm going to just tell you as a personality here, never involve your personal life this much. We do have a lot of people here that are sharing their world with the internet. 
But sometimes you go overboard. Now, you guys know Dr. John Deloney. I've done quite a few breakdowns on Dr. John. To me, he's kind of, he plays a, um, he plays the enraged blue pill Brad Gump that basically panders to women. Okay, most of everything he says is absolutely egregious. And he frames himself as a psychologist, although I don't know if that's his background per se. But he seems kind of dim-witted. Like, he seems intelligent, but he's kind of dim-witted. He kind of does the same blue pill triggers, right? Oh, this guy's no good. And, you know, he tells what the woman heard. Oh, I can't believe him. He's a nobody. He, he, he likes his truck more than you. These type of things. Now, so what he did was he brought his wife onto the podcast. I cannot play it because they always censor me. They always block me playing the, the video. All right, but I'll play you a little bit of it here. This is, do- wait a minute. This is Dr. John Deloney there, and that's his wife. Take a look at that. Oh, she seems like a nice person. <laughs> and hey, guys, you brought your wife on here, so Ninja, I can critique. I can critique. She seems like 20 years ago, she probably was cute. Now, she didn't hit the wall. All right, she definitely doesn't hit the wall. It's, she's, showing, she's showing her age. And I wouldn't want her to do any prepares like, nope, don't get no lip injections. Don't get no implants or uh, just stay you, baby. But uh, this is what real women look like, you know, when they age, not with all this makeup and miracles of modern science and Botox. She basically was like, I ain't saving this. (laughs) I ain't saving this. All right. Anyway. And take a look at that look. That look right there. You definitely don't want to look. You don't want to look like that. And look at this ninja right here. All right. All right. Mitch Gumpberg. And look at his posture. We're going we're gonna to do this, ninja. Hey, you put her up there. You put her up there. So we evaluate, ninja. This is a bad dynamic altogether. Listen, I've been married before. This is some Mitch Gutberg right here. This is Mitch Gutberg. All right. His posture all bad. Shoulders four. Apologetic posture. And she looking at him holding masculine frame. She holding feminine frame. He acting like this is his mother. He tiptoeing and walking around eggshells with her. This is a Mitch marriage. Now, th- now you know why he talks the way he talks. Now, he came off bad on this, on this interview. And I'm going to tell you how bad he came off on this interview. All right, but let me play a little bit of a clip. And I'm going to tell you proof as to why this didn't work. It imploded on him. And I'm going to play a little bit of the clip here of seeing this ninja walking on eggshells, him and Han. All right, uh, here we go. I told you each time. I thought you just did it once, and that's when I was on somebody else's show. Because you want to see if we could still be married. No, I've listened to three of yours. Really? Yeah, the AMAs, because I want to know what you're saying. Oh, about you. (laughs) Yeah. If you're talking about other people, I don't listen. Oh. You might be talking about me, then... I think I talk about you a lot, probably. (laughs) And that's the other reason I don't listen. What Uh. I don't know, I don't have to be mad about. So one of the questions we get almost um, on a daily or weekly basis is something that at the the beginning I thought you might be sending in over and over and over (laughs) again because it's our house. And so, but I don't think it is. I think it's something that is just pervasive. Fair use. So. How have you managed, how do you manage to oh, live with ninja. and be married and most of the time love? Oh, oh. Jesus. Oh.
See, <laughs> where's my one right here? Yeah, hey, somebody said. Silence, you fool. Now, this going to back up and validate all these things about marriage. And there's wonderful marriages and 50% of marriages stick around and all of these stuff. But this is the marriage. This is the marriage everybody champions. Oh, they he has a wonderful wife. And he has this. And he's a provider and all this stuff. But this ninja straight got a he got a damn uh jelly back spineless beta shuffling and this is whom women stay married to before they destroy this ninja because this ninja gonna get destroyed at some point but he ain't gonna get destroyed because he tiptoeing he walking around on eggshells and she ain't happy i'm gonna just tell you this right now Uh, if you listen to the interview i'm not happy she is not happy (laughs) Somebody said we didn't hear the whole thing. You what, guys? I'm just showing you, and I cannot say. If you want to hear the whole thing, go watch this video. But you're gonna see how bad. Let me show you how bad it was. Let me show you how bad it was. This is gonna be my evidence of how bad this came off. Now watch this. I want you to look down here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Now, everybody that everybody that's on YouTube knows when you see this, it didn't come off good. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know it's bad when you see that right there. <laughs> when you see this, it's a wrap. Because you know them comments, you know them comments was going off on this ninja. <laughs> Woo! They turned them comments off. And I, didn't, I, I found the video after, or somebody sent me the video before I could see the comments. Because I didn't see them comments. But you know they was digging in his chest. They was digging in his chest. So what more than you need to know on this right here? Straight jacket. Got that ninja. So they're, they're, that's going to be your proof that that shit got, whoo, they was in on his chest. Let me play a little bit more again. They, again, they always, give me a, they always give me a warning and sometimes block my video when I share their video straight up. Sometimes I have to uh, play audio only. But I'm just trying to show you the, <laughs> I'm just trying to show you what's happening here. They went and turned them comments off because they probably was like, fam, <laughs> right? what is this? Let's play some more here. Let's play some more. He, look at his posture with his wife. He's defensive. He's trying, to, he's trying to lighten up the blow. He's trying to tiptoe. He's trying to look. He's got his shoulders around it. He's leaning in. He's making himself smaller. He's shrinking themselves. Um, let's continue here. Let's continue. Fair use. All the time love, most of the time like. Um, somebody with ADHD, somebody who struggles with anxiety or OCD. Some of these, some of these big dun 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 dragon labels. How have you learned to create a life with it? With that, within that. By the way, we have not prepped this. I am not an expert on any of those things. You're an expert on loving you listed. me. I am an expert on you. Yes. So you're the only person that I've been married to. So, so let's say it. How have you, how have you yeah, stayed so in love with me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it 
Okay. To right. what's it like to live with you and love you with the tendencies you may have? Oh my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Man, yeah. This is when I told you when you lose leverage, <laughs> when you lose leverage, just go ahead and end it. It's 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 done. This, this one's done. Yeah, this is uh, somebody said. So this is his mom. She mothers him. And when you watch it, she's more of the mother than she is going to be the wife, spouse or lover. All right. Hold on for a second. We got to block somebody. I'm going to put you on timeout for now, Ninja, but I don't know why you typing in all caps. But again. It, these are the things that we talk about. I guarantee you their intimacy is nil. They don't have no clap cheeks. He ain't digging nothing out. He ain't hitting it right at all. They cannot. They cannot. You cannot. You can see the lack of intimacy there. You can see it's more of a, a, a spouse relationship. They're more like partners. They're more like partners, not even partners in crime. They're more like parents. But this happens uh, when you get two people like this together. It also happens when you have children. And she looks like she's kind of stressed out from being a mother. He's somewhat away. This is the dynamic where black fathers tend to be more involved in their family if he's capable to. This guy seems to be more distant, more kind of focused on himself, more Barney Rubble. And she seems to more, hey, trying to keep it alive. And um, they keep in the marriage alive, and it's more for a partnership reason. It's not because the intimacy is good. It's not because they love each other. They love each other in a religious way. In a Christian, in a Christian way, they respect. I think she respects him to a greater extent, but she sees still sees problems. All right, so she is saying, "Hey, man," she she basically saying this right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> she basically saying I'm not happy, and, and more or less <clears throat> that he's not fulfilling her in some sort of way. And when you listen to the rest of the stream, I didn't listen to the entire interview. I listened to a lot of it. She basically was saying, "You have some things to fix." in order to fill my love tank. Um, there's things that I have to overlook about you and settle for the fact that you're never going to be this person. And thus, it still frustrates her. She has a frustration with him. And guys, let me just say this. All marriages are like this. I'm not belittling John Deloney. I'm only belittling him because, or I'm only critiquing him because of how he positions himself as I know what's right. I'm the authority on this, and I know how to make a marriage work, and you're a bump. So he basically taking the gump role. Basically, I'm going to just be a gump, and every time she complains, I'm going to just put the fire out. I'm going to just do what she wants. I'm going to just, yes, dear. Yes, honey. Okay. <laughs> You're right, my dear. You're my. And this is how people, especially these white suburban guys, get through their marriage. But these marriages are rarely ever end in divorce, right? They just go just. And by the way, she ain't divorcing nobody no time soon. Not looking like that. She ain't going to divorce nobody. If she will, she's going to be alone for the rest of her life. All right, for sure. <laughs> she, going, she ain't marrying nobody else. If she does, I don't know who she's going to marry. All right, but she ain't, get, she ain't getting nobody. So she might as well just stick this shit out. She ain't getting a better deal than this. This is the best deal she's getting. She seems like a nice lady, though. Yeah, Peter, happy wife, happy life. But look at the dynamics of it, and you're seeing why marriages do last. And it's normally because the guy just keeps putting out the fire. <laughs> Right, I'm going to just keep putting out the fire. Okay, there's another one. Put it out, put it out, put it out. And she's still just going to have to deal with it. 
And uh, yeah, man, it's just sad. I think um, it's sad that they had to turn the comments off on this one because something was revealed. The audience was picking up on something. And she's a doctor. She's a doctor. I don't know what she's a doctor of. All right. So that I don't know. But, you know, this is what happens. Educated woman. I think she is, you know, suburban women or women. in. I think they're in Tennessee. Women that are educated tend to do this. They get married because it's what to do. And um, they'll stay in an unhappy marriage, unfulfilling marriage, a marriage that's challenging, which they all are. And um, she probably put her career on the back burner to raise her family, which is common in the South and highly educated women. I know women with doctor and lawyers degrees, they're primary caregivers, primary parents. And the guy, the father is distant as hell. Distant. Gone. And, but, but she's a lawyer, but she's a stay-at-home mom lawyer, or she works from home part-time as a lawyer. And she does almost all of the child raising. And then the guy, the father, which would be Don John Deloney, he focuses on his career. He don't help very much at home at all. But these are the dynamics of these suburban marriages uh, for sure. And uh, eventually she'll say, I feel like a married single mother. But what can be done about it? What can be done? Divorce, break up the family, ruin the kids. That's what's going to happen if they If these two divorce, they're just going to ruin their kids. And so they are looking at it from the position of the kids come first. So they'll stick it out. And y'all niggas will be like, the divorce rate is not that. Yeah, but this is the marriage you want. I ask you, is this the marriage you want? Probably not. Mm. Ladies, is this the parent? Is this the marriage you want? I know you didn't see the whole video, but is this the marriage y'all gonna uplift? Because they didn't divorce. They didn't fail. But you look at the dynamics. Let me play a little bit more just so y'all can see this. All right, because there's a little bit more about her talking about. Hold on for a second. <laughs> here we go right here. Fair use. Here and there. Um, and just coming to a place where, I don't know, this is how we live. We live in. There you go. She's just doing a towel. Let, let me play this again. Let me, let me show you what she's talking about. Are other people going to think if John's still in the shower when they get to our house? Or what are our parents going <laughs> to think if they show up and the house is a wreck or the front yard? has weird things piled and stacked here and there. Um, and just coming to a place where, I don't know, this is how we live. We live in yep, this is how we live. chaos. And we live in, yep, it is what it is. She like, man, it is what it is. <laughs> right. This is what it is. Whatever be will be. I can't change it. This is him. I already told him. Uh, anyway. Somebody said he has an arrangement, not a marriage. I, I agree. I mean, these are the things that we're trying to tell you about. These are the things I'm trying to tell you. Somebody said marriage is not magical. Facts. This is it. It, it, it. A lot of people think these relationships, and ladies, I'm telling you, you get in relationships with ridiculous expectations like it's going to be magical. It ain't. I think it's work. It's another job. It's not this mystic, magical, I'm going to be in love, and everything going to fall right into place, and everything going to, I'm going to be happy. No, I think you're messing it up. You're messing up your own head. Marriage is more like that. In fact, marriage is more like that than it is magical. Marriage is more like that than they're, you're fornicating like jackrabbits. Marriage is, that's what marriage is right there. That is, the, that is the prime example of what a marriage is right there. And if you don't want that, if you don't want that, do not get married. Marriage is unseasoned chicken. You guys agree, this is marriage right here. This is the average marriage. And by the way, this isn't a bad marriage. It's just what it is. 
is what it is. If you think it's going to be loves and vacations and trips and fornication and sex all the time and, 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 and intimacy and love, it's not because people have real lives out here. Marriage is work. It's another full-time job. It's another person. It's actually probably the most difficult thing you're going to do. So think about this when you guys talk about, well, what about love? It ain't got nothing to do with it. What, even Tina Turner said it. What's love got to do with it? Because if it's love is the number one priority, you're going to be messed up. You're going to be messed up out here, ninja. It's supposed to be, it's, but, you know, people will never listen to me, and you're going to test yourself, and then eventually you're going to, this is why I tell you to not give it to the hopeless, hopeless romantic. Remember that black woman I played the other day? She was a hopeless romantic. She was like, it's going to be love and it's going to be, uh, and I'm like, nah, you don't want her because she's going to be the biggest disappointment. She's going to be disappointed greater than anyone else. You'll never live up to her expectations and she's going to torture you. <laughs> she's going to torture you first and then torture you. This woman, it seems more realistic. She's like, it is what it is. I can't change you. You be you, I be me. We try to meet in the middle and make this shit work for the kids and then keep it moving. Keep it moving. Men, men are in love. Women are in business. This is a business arrangement. Anyway, anyway, if you want constant sex and intimacy, don't get married. This is my best advice to you. If you want to just be crazy and love and screwing each other, stay single and you'll have to screw 50 people in your entire life because this is what, what type of an emotional roller coaster you're going to have to go through. Butterflies, excitement, ready to unwrap her. Stay single and mess with four women per year for the rest of your life. All right, because it's going to die down. Anyway, good to see that video right there. Um, here it is right here. Uh, this is another instance of marriage here. I want you to listen to this woman. I mean, this is kind of weird. It says, men... The quote, men in heterosexual marriages. Okay. <laughs> we'll never understand over 1 million people watched this woman's video breakdown of how much work it takes to change her name after getting married. I, I, am I here? Am I? What happened? <laughs> All right. What happened to my street? New, 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 new world order. All right. What happened? They got me. All right. New, 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 new world order. All right. Anyway, I was telling you, there's lag. Okay. All right. Uh, there's a little lag here on the stream here. I don't know if it's with YouTube, but uh, stick around. Stick around. New, 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 new world order. It'll correct itself. <laughs> It'll correct. Dude, Dr. John Deloney got me. All right. Dr. John Deloney got me. My internet connection is A-OK. -okay, so uh, stick around. <laughs> stick around. Stick around. If you can still hear me. All right, um, here we go right here. Looks like we're back. All right, looks like we're back. All right, so what I was setting up with is, before we were interrupted, okay, it says right here, men in heterosexual uh, marriages will never understand. Over 1 million people watch this woman's breakdown on how what it takes to change your last name in a marriage. All right, so here we go right here. We're going to go to the video. All right, where's the video at? Hold on for a second. That's not the video. What do I do to click the video? All right, because otherwise... Mm. Okay, watch now. Okay, here we go right here. Hey, that, hey. <laughs> what? All right, wait a minute. What's going on? All right, I'm definitely getting the copyright. Okay. Oh, here we go. All right, here we go right here. All right, so 
This woman's going to say men don't understand. All right, here we go. Men in heterosexual marriages will never understand the mental load and time investment of changing your last name. Holy cow. I'm in the process of changing my last name right now. All I've changed is my social, and now I'm on to the point where I'm changing my driver's license. And so, like, I'm in the very beginning stages. I even have one of those, like, newly named boxes. Like, shout out to newly named because they already uh, tell you exactly how to do it. But even with the exact instructions. Let, let me stop her right here. Let me stop her right here. Let me stop this. Now, let's go back, gentlemen. Let me educate you. This is what your wife is going to look like 98% of the time when you get married. Whatever she looked like in the wedding videos, whatever she looked like on the internet, she ain't going to look like that. She's going to look like this. Hair pulled back, no makeup, fresh face. All right? She ain't going to look like shit. When she go to work, she's going to look 10 times better. She's going to be wearing sweats, covered up. This is what your wife going to look like at the crib. So just understand this. That's number one. Number two, number two, she's very antsy. This woman's panicking. I get it. Listen, whatever she's describing, I've been through. I've seen my wife have to go through this. It actually makes it less likely that she's going to change it after you get divorced because it is very confusing. It's a definitely a process. It sucks. Got to change your passport, your driver's license, social security number. It sucks. This is only going to get more women to say, I'm going to just keep my last name or my grandfather's last name. But the way she's acting is the epitome of what you don't want to be as a wife. She got, she zooted, she she panicky, fidgety, complaining. Ugh. This is what I remember, ladies, when I told you be seen, not heard. This, this, this is what I'm talking about right here. She frantic. She's 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 in a she's in a state of she's in a state of oh what do I do? On some shit, just change your name, fill out the paperwork. All right, but um, what she's doing is she's basically walking into a movie theater and saying, fire. Then all the women get panicky and fidgety. See, that's why I don't want to change my last name. All right, so let's continue here. Named boxes, like shout out to newly named because they already tell you exactly how to do it. But even with the exact instructions, this is just incredibly time consuming. Everything's on the government website, which we already know is trash and so you're trying to click through the government website trying to figure out like okay i'm on the dps website but where on the dps website do i schedule see this is wild man this is what bruh i any women she all pacing <laughs> it's bad ay 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 my appointment to go in because i now post covid i can no longer just show up to the dps i have to schedule an appointment i go to schedule an appointment all the dps is near me in dfw there's no openings till January 2024. Guess what? I have a flight in December 2023 that the name on my ticket is my new last name. Because I told my mother-in-law, like, oh, yeah, I have plenty of time before December to change my driver's license. It'll be changed by then. Nope. Now I have to drive all the way out to Terrell to go to the DPS there because they were one of the few DPSs in my general vicinity that had an opening in November. Yeah, this is why I'd be like, you know, if you, if I was married to her, I'd be like, you don't need to tell me none of this. Please do not tell me any of this. Give me the synopsis. 30 seconds. Go. All right. And I want you to tell me after you completed the process. Not during. Not before. All right. Tell me after everything's complete and say, hey, man, I had to do all this. Okay, thank you, baby. But this is what happens. She's panicky. She doesn't know what to do. She's somewhat child with breasts. And 
you know, these are the situations that I tell guys to expect. Yeah, crying over nothing. She's making a big deal out of something that everybody is. Everybody has to do this. If you choose to keep your last name, please tell me that before I marry you. Don't say, well, I'm going to just keep my name. Nah, hell no. All right, tell me that beforehand. Don't do this. Everybody has done this. Millions of people have done this over time. It's not a big deal. Do it. Be a grown-up. Handle your business. Stop acting like a child. All right, but then if you say that, you're insensitive, and you don't care about her feelings and whatnot. All right, let's continue here. One more thing about marriage here. Um, is this about marriage? I thought I had another one, but I don't. All right, but that means I got to do Super Chats and then get back to the rest of the show. All right, and I'm going to be brief here. Be brief, my brother. Be brief, my brother. You want to be able to be a soothing leader in a woman's life. If you cannot tell them these things, you're not the leader. All right, shout out to our brother. No government name, but we're going to call you Roderick. All right, he says, convenience to destruction, passports, and digital money. Wow. Yeah, that's what the convenience is eventually. And he says, tithes and authorings from Memphis and Tupelo. Respect, uh, respectfully, shout out to you, man. That's a sponsorship. I'm rich, All right, yeah, man. And it's just like I fold. Don't you know, you, you stick your salami in anything. You stick your salami in anything. And it's just anybody going to fold uh, that Millie Mouth muskrat freckles. Right. I mix those freckles. I do something with them freckles. And, oh, one more thing about her. She seems like she has a cute personality. But all those things that she's talking about that made her cute are going to be annoying to you. So she probably was cute, and you were like, oh, she's just a regular girl. And uh, all of this stuff, right? But all of those cute things that you liked are going to be annoying when you move in. Annoying. You're going to be like, oh, my God. Shout out to Caitlin says you would defile a Kim Kardashian. He says you would make love to the Zendaya. He says not all women are the same when it comes to how to approach sex with them. And that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, but a very, very tough subject for a lot of ladies because they want to be defiled too. They want to be, they want to be degraded. All right. That woman says, I want to be degraded. And he says, even when it comes to, okay, I already got that one already. And then let me take the super chats and it'll be ready to continue on. Uh, shout out to who? Who? I messed it up. Suck up for love, Ninja. No, CJ says, coach, been talking ish about other races and countries, but he ain't and hasn't done the Arab countries yet. Cook these kebabs, coach. <laughs> I actually did. I actually got them plenty of times. I, be, I got them plenty of times, uh, especially talking about Middle Eastern women, all right? I've been giving you the real about Middle Eastern women, too. All right? I've been telling y'all, ninjas, you cannot afford a Middle Eastern woman. If you think you want, a, you want a Middle Eastern woman, you can't afford her. They Ninjas, they, they talk about, like, you know, brothers be like, man, I don't like these black women finessing me over a cheesecake factory. Cheesecake. Have you ever dated a Middle Eastern woman? They expectations. Like if you interview a Middle Eastern woman compared to these strags asking for $500,000 a year, a Middle Eastern chick, $500, 500,000. You crazy. <laughs> you think 500 K going to support a Middle Eastern girl? That you, you out of your monkey ass mind. They don't even open their mouth. If they don't see your ass 
doing real good. You got to have a deep pockets. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's deep pockets legitimate or illegitimate. You need that Arab money, as they used to call it back in the day. You need some money, money. Money, money. So they can get marble floors, Ninja. Marble floors, <laughs> right? And there's going to be this Ninja. Nah, man, man, I used to smash Middle Eastern chicks for nothing. All right, all right, listen. We're not talking about that. <laughs> not talking about that. All right, everybody has. I have, I have, but you ain't going, she ain't going to introduce you to your family. You ain't going to see her friends. Her friends, her friends will not, her cousins will not openly know you smashing. Because if they find out, if she has male cousins that find out you smashing her and you ain't marrying her and you, de- you degrading her, Ninja, they will come looking for you. They do not play when it comes to that. So don't think you, and Ninja's that one is, I'm a defile Middle East. Okay, go ahead. Ninja, you're going to be out here having your neck sawed off. Do not advertise, publicly advertise that you smashing out Middle Eastern chicks. They don't, they take it seriously. All right, anyway, they take that shit seriously. But anyway. <laughs> All right, so I wouldn't even do that. All right, but that's number one. And uh, the, the second part of it is their expectations for finances is on a different level, way different level. So be ready for this. Be cautious. Be ready. Um, if you want to entertain one, you better have mad money. You better have access to funds or you ain't even ever going to be taken seriously. There's levels to this, though. There's levels to this. Not all, but for real, man. And they got families. A lot of guys are used to dealing with women that got no family or they don't got family that has influence. You got to understand. A Middle Eastern woman's family, when you talk about aunts and uncles and cousins, these are people who have, they own car, they own a, a car dealership. <laughs> Doctors, engineers, lawyers, ninjas that got their own businesses. They got claws into the intersections of their entire community. And, and they got families and uncles and brothers and cousins. Y'all used to dealing with strags that ain't got no father. They got gang-banging uncles that are in jail, right? They got chamber, gas station. They got literally, literally people and influence. When they do family gatherings, they got big family gatherings. So you used to having to get around a, um, a Strag's mother, and you can't even accomplish that. Darius Jackson couldn't even get, a, get around Kiki Palmer's mama. When you're talking about people who have families, they're not going for the same old, same old. If you do, it's going to be down on the low, low. You ain't going to be doing this all out there disrespecting the woman, okay? Especially people who have influence. Now, if you can go to some poor woman in the barrio, you can get away with it, but Ninja Hector and them could pull up in the low, low too, all right, and get you with the shank. So y'all used to dealing with strags, all right? Stop dealing with these strags. <laughs> here we go right here. Anyway, 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 shout out to CJ. Shout out to Rational Rationality. Irrational. Ra- irrationality says, been killing it this cupping season tackling mastodons. Shout out to you, Brown through Renault. Shout out to all the single mommies in these streets. Indeed, shout out to them. In these streets. Um, 
Derek Eaton says, you on point, coach. I remember having my daughter all day with no problems. The mom came home, not even five minutes, had my daughter crying. I'm here to tell you, I think men are better parents. I know I'm, I'm saying these things. People think I'm making it up, but men are better parents. If they were, if they just had to parent, men would do this shit. Most men. Now, we got some irresponsible men like John Deloney who would probably be not get, having order, but Men will probably do things a lot more efficiently. Nate bit CGA Google chronic bit dependency from boondocks. All right. I have to check that out. Adolph Caesar says, Dr. John freaking baloney. Indeed. Adonai says, salute CGA. Nate bit marriage is like military service voluntary. But if you sign up, it's a call of duty. He says many other parallels, but. Not enough characters in this $5 tier. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Yeah, it is like military service. It is. Somebody says family needs both. They do need both. Oh, we often push the father out. And uh, that's because the father probably is going to bring more discipline in. Uh, Scott Gray says the Reverend Miles Monroe has a clip saying, not to marry for love like you have been saying is pretty interesting. And it's a fact. And I think you need to be in love per se. But do not marry for love. All right. I would say I would tell a person marry for money or an arrangement before they marry for love. You'd probably be more successful. You'll probably have it more realistic. If you marry for arrangement or money, it probably would work out better. <laughs> Listen, I'm just like, and this is actually statistically proven. Now, the problem is women are going to be controlled to an extent. So whatever control mechanisms you started with, she's probably not going to like any way down the line. And so she might not be able to jump or leap or have access to finances. Therefore, there could still be some abuse from her perspective if that's the case. But I know a lot of women that will marry for money and arrangements, and they still end up, you know, not as pleasant as they would be in a love arrangement. And I'm going to give you an example. Most marriages are probably arranged. A lot of these marriages are arranged to begin with, especially of the upper-class marriages. They're, they're mostly arranged. Now, do they have divorce and breakup and affairs? Yes. But some of these affair things are, have to do with, um, like they weren't monogamous to begin with or there wasn't a hint of monogamy in there anyway. It was just an arrangement. Suburban marriages are, arranged, are made, arrangements. Suburban marriages, marriages in the South, some of those are arrangements. Except for you ninjas that live in the trailer, double wide, live in Jackson, Mississippi. You marry for love and they say, oh. But a lot of marriages start as an arrangement, meaning that it can't even kick off without the family signing off on it. You can't even kick it off. Nobody's going to overlook it. They're going to start talking you out of it if you brought somebody from the other side of the tracks. That right there tells me kind of it's an arrangement. If you brought the right dude, he looked the part, his family, they know the family, they traced the history, they looked at his criminal record, they made sure he didn't have shit. You know they investigate you, right? You got to get vetted. They're going to say, all right, the Smiths on what side? What side of the tracks? The Smiths, the Smiths from Jackson or the, Smith, the Smiths from Oxford, all right? The, the Smiths from Tupelo or the Smiths from Memphis? What Smith family are they from? What, what, your, what your daddy do? What your mama do? 
they still together? In fact, let me give you another one. The most successful marriages are marriages that come from two-parent households. And you can get disqualified from a family member that has a two-parent household over here. Their daughter comes from a two-parent household. They lived in a house all their lives. You over here come from a divorced family or a single mother. And you lived in an apartment all your life. You know what they're going to talk? You know what they're going to tell their daughter? <laughs> right? They're going to tell their daughter, you a fool if you marry that dude. You a fool. But I love him. You're an idiot if you marry him. That shit ain't going to work. We ain't letting you marry him. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> right? You see what I mean? That's, that's an arranged marriage. They're going to talk her out of that. Nope. All right? <laughs> it's crazy. I don't care how much love you have. The two-parent household family going to be like, oh, shh. Mm. And it happens, say, if you come from a two-parent household as a male and you want to marry a single mother, they ain't going to be like, uh. <laughs> the father who's paying that, yep, because the father's cutting that check. Now, nah, I ain't marrying y'all two together. Same thing with race, class, dark skin, light skin. People start making these arrangements, and then you start saying, is that love? If, if, if all of these things come together, and you start disqualifying people on these things, social class, status, single parenthood, pregnancy, single mother, dark skin, light skin, white, black, not in our cultural religion. Are these love marriages? Are they really? Can you really say love exists if they have all these conditions? All right, you're Muslim. She's Jewish. How's this going to part? How's this going to? But I'm in love. They're going to be like, nope, our sky daddy don't agree with their sky daddy. Done. <laughs> Economics, economics, okay, he's a poor, dusty ninja. You're a rich uh, Middle Eastern chick. How's this going to work? Do you realize, so where's the love then? Anyway. <laughs> it's wild, wild, wild. Anyway, I, I, I don't believe in this love thing. I think the love is limited to conditions in, at the end of the day. But it's nice. It's nice for us to believe this. But there's too many things. Then, I'm I can't even go even further on this one, but I won't. <laughs> All right, let's go to this one right here. I can even go further into it. But uh, men living at home, men still living at home. Interesting. And these are professional athletes. We're going to review this. This is an interesting subject matter. Uh, you'll have to tell me what you think or feel or believe or know related to this. And I got a goofy-ass video up. Okay, so this is, I believe, a boxer, Anthony Joshua. I think at one point he was the heavyweight champion of the world. Anthony Joshua warns future girlfriends they won't be marrying. What does it say? They won't be marrying just him as he moves to live with his mom. All right, there it is right there. So future girlfriends trying to sink their claws into his millions and millions of dollars. Anthony Joshua tells them, oh, baby, listen, in order to marry me, you got you to gotta marry my mama, okay? What do you think about this? I'll read the story here. We got several stories like this recently in sports. And um, you listen, I've been drawing a conclusion on this one. At the age of 34, boxing champ Anthony Joshua has been explaining why he's still sharing space with his mom, boldly claiming that even a future partner would find it tough, a tough sell, to get him to move out from his mama. 
Woo! Wee! <clears throat> I mean, I don't know about this. Let me continue here. He returned to his mom's modest ex-counsel's flat in 2017 despite raking in what was the equivalent of $18 million from the beating uh, Glitchko, Vlad Glitchko. Joshua, fresh off the victory over Robert Alienist in August, is gearing up for his next bout in 2024. In a candid interview, the British boxer opened up about the tight-knit family bonds, which are central to his values. This informed his playful warning. Wait, this informed his playful warning to potential girlfriends that they have to contend with his mama, Yita, because he intends to live with her. All right, anyway. I don't think this is, I think he's fooling them. I think he's, yeah, somebody said this is a tactic. Yeah, because he's known for tactics. It says, mounting a strong defense for his decision to live with his mom, the two-time world champ cited cultural values of supporting parents and emphasize that it is paramount importance to have a family in his life. The down-to-earth boxing sensation explained that any girl who intends to settle down with him must be ready to settle down with his family as well. Despite not being publicly linked to anyone, Joshua continues to maintain a low profile in his personal life, explaining that he does not live to please people's expectations of him. He observed that fame comes with his challenges, adding that he is reluctant to open up about his personal life. All right, let me see if there's anything else that we can add to this here. He's private. He's had an on and off relationship with a woman named Nicole Osborne, the mother of his child and former school friend, whom he once purchased a, an apartment for situated near his residence. So he didn't move in with her. He just bought her a place, which is, that's smart. That's smart. Anything else I can add to this? No. All right, so there's nothing else that I can add to this story. What do you think about this one? Is this a tactic to keep women at bay? Is this a strategy to keep the gold diggers away? Is this mature? Is this immature? Is this a failure to launch? Is this a dependency on the mother? Is this unhusbandry? Uh, what do you think? The mother's the guard dog, right? The mother's not. The mother's going to say, no, you can't marry him, a.k.a. arrange marriages, right? So the mother's arranging the marriage. The mother's saying yes or no. The mother's going to be in a way. What do you think, man? Somebody said he just African. Maybe it's just African. Is he just African? I believe he's a Nigerian. Shout out to you, brother. Uh, interesting, though. All right, I don't really have a real big opinion on this one. I just think it's interesting. And uh, we've heard of this as well with a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the NFL. Unfortunately, he's a, you know, he wasn't anticipated to be a starter. He ended up being a starter. His name is Tommy DeVito. NFL quarterback making $750,000 a year explains why he prefers living at home with his mom. Quote, he loves her chicken cutlets. Pause. Okay, chicken cutlets. Now it says right here, the number of young adults in the U.S. choosing to live with their parents has sharply risen with 54% of Gen Zers age 18 to 25 doing so due to the current economic climate. It makes sense these days because rent is punitively expensive and inflation has made getting by even more challenging. Adding that, according to the recent story in the New York Post, most adult Gen Zers admit that they are not ready to be adulting quite yet. Okay. Mm. Says right here. Uh, one, high, one high profile Gen Zer with 
the money to live on his own but chooses the comfort of living at home with his mother is New York Giants quarterback, 25-year-old Tommy DeVito. DeVito is an unlikely starter for the Giants after the number one and number two quarterback went down with injury. DeVito is just the 10th undrafted rookie to start in the NFL since 2010. And so that's Danny, I'm sorry, Tommy DeVito. Now, luckily enough, his family is from New Jersey and he plays for the New Jersey Giants. And uh, yes, he's an unlikely starter. In fact, I mean, he probably didn't anticipate getting on the field at all. But his contract is $750,000 and he probably doesn't have any guarantees to make any more money. And it says right here, even though DeVito currently makes $750,000 a year, he prefers to live at home with his mother, not even his father, his mother, not even his family, his mother in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. All right, man. Quote, it was a no-brainer for me, DeVito told ESPN about living with his parents. Okay, maybe both parents are there. He says, everything that I need is right there at the house. The decision has made, uh, the decision was made since this level of football is stressful for a rookie, especially for the quarterback position. There was a lot going on, a lot of meetings, so everything outside of football is handled by my family. I don't worry about laundry, what I'm eating for dinner, chicken cutlets, and all that is waiting for me when I get there. Chicken cutlets. Okay. It says right here. My mom still makes my bed. Everything is handled for me. Honestly, I don't even know if I could find a place closer to here than where I live. It takes me 10 minutes to get here. And DeVito is right about his mom's living in a desirable location. Cedar Grove is under 12 miles from the Giants' home at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I think that actually um, that actually is a good decision. I think this is a great decision by him. Uh, that This is an unlikely decision, though. It says right here, people agree with him. They say it's smart. I think it is smart because he's not guaranteed a position here. Uh, Anthony Joshua's situation, I think, is more of a ploy to keep women away. This one, I think, is unexpected. Anthony Joshua made $18 million. This guy makes $750,000, but he's not even guaranteed a roster spot next year. In fact, the way he's playing, I'm pretty sure he probably won't even be on the team next year. Most likely not. Maybe he'll, I have no idea, because he's not playing very well, just to let you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, sometimes being away from your mother at that age with that amount of money could backfire on you. So, Maybe you just taking girls to the hotel room. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he clapping cheeks. He just not clapping cheeks at his mama's house. And, you know, right now he's in the middle of the season, so I'm sure he's focused on that. If you've seen him play, it's not ideal position for him. He they probably don't they don't let him throw the ball very much. So he's just a feeling at this point. Hopefully he'll continue his career. We'll go to the last guy. The last guy, which is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, San Francisco. 49er quarterback, and I believe he was a rookie last year, still has a roommate. Okay, what he says about his uh, simple reality. Um, the recently engaged Purdy says he and another one of his teammates are splitting rent in notoriously expensive San Francisco. All right, so let me go ahead and play the video. So I still have a roommate, one of the offensive linemen here. So he and I are you know, still splitting rent. Um, I still drive, you know, my uh, Toyota Sequoia, and other than that, it's pretty simple. Okay, it's pretty simple right there. Um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, I think this is more of an indicator of the current financial times, right? And also Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback with the 49ers, but he's still a rookie. I mean, he's on the second year, so he doesn't have a lockdown deal yet, and he might not get one based on how he's been playing the last four or five weeks. Okay, but it says right here, Brock Purdy may be an NFL star, but he is still frugal. Well, I don't know if it's frugal. It's the fact that he doesn't have a contract that is guaranteed, and he also lives in San Francisco. So that also does it. He says, I still drive my Toyota Sequoia. And other than that, it's pretty simple. Uh, you do find this of people who probably, probably, I'm just going to jump out here and say this. Brock Purdy earns $870,000 during his rookie year. How much does he get this year? This is indicative of people who come from stable backgrounds. Okay. So I'm going to jump out here on this one. If you come from a two-parent household, this is, this is why I, I call these blue chips. This also happens to college grads that their parents kind of pay for their college. They buy an off-campus apartment. When these kids go out of college, sometimes the parents pay for grad school or say you can su subsidize it. Or when the kid graduates, they come back and live at home. The mother still mothers as a role or she works and helps so that they don't have to take a job at $35,000 a year and feel like they got to rush out of the house. Thus, it sets them up better. So when we talk about kids that live at home, it's mostly the opposite. It, that scenario is not happening. What's happening is the mother needs you to stay there because they're codependent. The mother's using you for some sort of benefit or tax write-off. You're staying there because you're not being aggressive and you're not going out there to, you know, you think you can work at Baskin and Robbins and that'd be sufficient. I think what's happening is the privileged kids, the family privileged kids are saying, I don't got to rush. Anthony Joshua, I don't got to rush. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy, I'm not in a rush. I got stable house. I, I know I could go back to my parents. Tommy DeVito, I don't got to rush. I can save the money and they can sock that 750 grand away. They can sock that money away. And then prepare themselves in five to 10 years, five years, and then boom. Now, men who tend to come from single mother households tend to take that money because they've never had, they know they're not going back to live where their mother lives, somewhere in the middle of Florida, Miami Gardens. They're not going back to live there because they can't. They're going to get skinny pop pop, first of all, and robbed. So they got to move their mother out, buy them a house way out in the outskirts. They got to move their mother into their house away from all of that mess. Then they got to go splurge, big house, big backyard, big this, big compound, and then they go above and beyond. I got to buy my mama a house and a car. All right, so I think it's just two different backgrounds and two different family that are raised, right? Right, so where, where the guy who never had anything gets a hold of that money and he got to spend it all. I got to get it all out. Whereas the Brock Purdy's like, I've already had all of these things. I've had all the toys. I don't need to buy 50 guns. I don't have to buy a car with Dayton's on it. I don't need to buy the Dunk. I don't need to buy the uh, Rolls Royce Cullinan. I don't need to buy my mother the Mercedes G-Wagon, right? So there's not this overcompensation of, wow, first time, not a hood rich. So I think that's kind of where it's coming from right here, right? Mm. So I don't, I don't mind both of these situations here. Uh, some of these situations sounds funny, but, you know, they're not even stable yet, so it's interesting. I thought we would talk about it. I can't put up a poll. 
But I think that's where it comes from. Where the, the, I, I would probably venture to say Tommy DeVito parents is not taking money from him. Right? Watch this. Tommy DeVito's parents are not taking money from him. They're not waiting for him to buy them a house. They probably live in the same house. They're, not, they're probably not saying, hey, man, buy me a house. He probably doesn't feel like he needs to buy his parents a house. They already got one. And the mom's like, I don't want to move away from here, over here. The dad's like, nah, Tommy, we staying over here. <laughs> right? All right. They don't need to impress with vehicles because they probably stock, still got hoes without all that. Right? They still got nice suburban girls without all that. He got him a nice Italian chick without all that. Right? The status alone for to go to the football game probably was enough. Anthony Joshua. He's like, man, I can afford anything I want. I don't need all that. He probably had all that. Now I can sock that money away. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy, similar. He probably grew up, grew up stable. Uh, you know, Westlake Village and shit. Where is he from? <laughs> right? He probably had all that. In the bag of Chips Ahoy, he had golf clubs. He had trips. He had vacations. He's like, that don't, that don't impress. And Brock Purdy probably can get badass white girls without all of that. Where some of these other guys, they need all of that to get those type of women. He's like, man, I was getting hotties and surfer chicks and flatback Supremes without any of that. <laughs> he from Arizona. Oh yeah, they own a um, they own a um, they own a, the parents own a store in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And then what's gonna happen is they're gonna sock that money away and be millionaires, and they probably gonna put in three years of football. And they'll be a millionaire portfolio-wise. All right, look, that's the subject matter there. Let me see if I can skip forward here. We're going to get into the main event. And this doesn't have to do anything but race because Anthony Joshua's in the same situation here. But after a while, Anthony Joshua probably can get any woman he needs in any element. He can bang her out, impregnate her, do whatever he wants, buy her house. You know, he don't need all the bullshit. Yeah, but he's from Arizona. Is he from Phoenix? If, he, if, if he's from Phoenix... What school did he go to? Let me see what school he went to. Brock Purdy College. If he went to ASU, he didn't have plenty of fat back. Let me see what college he went to. I know the family's from Arizona. Oh, he went to Iowa State? Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Iowa State. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't think of a better place to be at than Iowa State. Shout out to Ames, Iowa. Sounds like a fun time. Where's Iowa at? All right, let me see here. Yeah, this ninja Brock Purdy had plenty of snow cows and flatbacks and a lot of pale redheads and all of that shit. Look, Brock Purdy was that, like everybody in Iowa right here. And he probably had snow cows and all kind of stuff out there running around Iowa State. Let me show you. Where is it at? All right, look. Yep. Yeah, this ninja probably had his hands full down there, brother. He was snow cows everywhere. Shout out to the ladies in Ames. A little bit thicker for you out there, but he probably had more flatbacks and basic. Okay, look. All right, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Jesus, Lord, have mercy right here. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, snow cow central right there, ninja. <laughs> Oh, man, I bet you, boy, oh, boy, boy, oh, boy. I bet you he had some thick mickle magnesia down there, man. Porkin. Shout out to Ames, Iowa out here, man. He was just. 
<laughs> All right, yo. Yeah, he like you simple in Iowa in Ames, Iowa. You real simple. You don't need no nice car in Ames, Iowa, fam. All right, look, shout out to the ladies in Ames out here, man. I like y'all. I like y'all. I like y'all. How dare you? All right, anyway. <laughs> he said them hams. Them hams out there, boy. Them girls with them big calves out there. Them go with them big calves out there in the thin lips. Oh, yeah, sookie, sookie down. Oh, sookie, sookie. Let me stop, man. I love everybody. I love everybody. We just sniggling. Enjoy the jokes. Enjoy the jokes. Our single moms, the worst thing that has happened to America here. Let's talk about this situation here. Main event. All right, let's not diss. Shout out to the men who were raised by single mothers. They tried their best. Lady, don't you know you love your sweet lady? All right, the effects of father's fatherlessness. I know you guys have heard all this. We got to talk about it. All right, 63%. Uh, uh, this is a teenage statistic of fatherlessness. Now, if we know this, I don't understand why we continue to push the idea that single mothers are not a choice. We need to force these people to be included in their family. 70% of dropouts, single mother household. 70% of teenage self-deletions, single parent household. 68%, 70% of teen pregnancy. 71% of adolescent chemical substance abusers. Yes, you dope fiends probably come from a single parent household. 80% of prison inmates. 90% of all homeless and runaway children. Single mother. Children brought up by single mother homes are five times more likely to self-delete, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substances, 14 times more likely to commit grape, 20 more times than likely to end up in prison, 32% more likely to run away from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody knows that. Now, what we're going to do is not blame. You know, we're not going to put the blame and say these ninjas and all of these things here. These ninjas, what about the fathers who doesn't care? What about the fathers who left? <laughs> the fathers, these men need to step up. Let's talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you brought that up because we're going to take a look at something real quick. Um, let's see if I can pull up the video. All right, check this out. Tennessee man fathers 30 kids. Yeah, you read that right. There's a man in Tennessee who has fathered 30 kids. Now, I don't know how this happens. This is inexplicable. This is downright dastardly. This somewhat explains the case when it comes to these single mothers. Because they're always all having the, kid, the kids by the same ninja. In fact, data tells us uh, 40% of men, uh, only 40% of men procreate. When it comes to the inner city where there's most single mothers, a smaller percentage of those men procreate, whereas really like 65% of men in the hood don't procreate at all. Which is odd because you're talking about the majority of women procreating in the same environment where there's not that many men procreating. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic to keep pushing in on all the men and all the men that don't take care of their kids, yet a man gets 30 chances to have a kid. He probably had 150 chances to have 30 kids. I know a lot of guys have zero chances to have kids. How about these numbers right here? Okay. A 35-year-old dad has 33 kids. That's a different guy. Remember, I featured him on my show 
And um, he was saying he was a dusty dad. 34-year-old man, baby daddy, has 33 kids. 33 kids. When you're talking about this element of single motherhood, you often find that it's one man and five women, right? It is often this odd dynamic. It's never like the guy doesn't have other kids. The guy almost inevitably had kids before and or after and both. And this woman's running around here saying these men don't take care of the kids. When, when, when the guy has multiple women and multiple kids, more than likely, it's rarely a case where the guy only has the kids with the one woman. Let alone that he likely didn't marry her. But then she's saying he needs to do this and he needs to do that. How, how can he when he has kids all over the place? And you chose to have a kid by this guy, probably knowing he has other kids, which is odd to me that we keep having this circular argument. But look, I'm not here to place blame. I'm here to strictly say single mothers choose to be single mothers. In the story. In the story. And I'm going to show you how. In the story. Um, a couple of guys here. This guy, uh, Ayana Van Zant, speaks to six men with 87 children by 50 different women. Like, explain this. This is the norm that's happening here. And, of course, the poorer communities, the kids, the communities that say that they're experiencing crazy things like institutional racism and gerrymandering and redlining. And they're often afflicted with this as well. The system is against us and shit like this. Six men, 87 children, 50 mothers. Right? And often the mouthpiece played a part. Culture plays a part in this. But when you look at this, the things that have actually been afflicting these areas that made these kids and put these kids in a bad bind. There's a lot of things. There's been the crack era, gangster rap, okay, the prison industrial complex, okay, institutional racism, all right, white supremacy in some places, um, economic disadvantage, uh, economic disenfranchisement, um, the welfare acts. There's nothing that trumps. Oh, wait, this one thing trumps all of those things, and that is single motherism. That one thing trumps all of those because the other ones were things that were implemented against you. The single mother epidemic was decided, like you decided to participate in this as a means to say it's going to be better, like you chose it. I don't need that Negro. You don't need your daddy. Okay, he left. All right, we're not going to work on it. We're not going to do our best to make the situation work for the best. Like John Deloney, let's go back. This woman could say, I don't need you. She basically said that. I'm not happy. I'll divorce you. I'll do better and raise the kids. She didn't decide that. She decided, you know what? Him doing this at 20% is better than zero. Why? Because it gives our kids a chance. So then what you'll find is the other side. The other side, well, he done it, and then he out of there. And so they'll go with 0% from the guy. They'll go with zero. And then put their kids in the absolute worst situation. Then generations down the line, they wonder why they didn't get in an advantageous position because you're not going to be. Statistically, you're basically have, uh, let off a grenade on your family, Okay. You let off a grenade on your children. Like you literally sabotaged and kneecapped your own child. Now, whoever gets the blame, it, it doesn't matter at this point. But the mindset is a, a, a father that is giving you a, a little bit is way better than no father at all. Now, let's go down further here. Let's go down further and investigate. 
Daddy issues. This is another thing that exists. I'm going to explain what daddy issues are. We often say that a person has daddy issues. As if the person that has the daddy issues had a choice. Mm. Oh, they got daddy issues. Okay, how do we fix that? (laughs) Right? I'm already an adult. If it's a woman with daddy issues, they're already an adult. They already are affected by the situation. There's nothing going to change them. They got daddy issues already. Same thing with the gentlemen that have daddy issues, which I believe you can, or you have mommy issues, son, husband issues. He's already there. He, there's no changing it. That, that's their experience. And that was the experience that they were put in. Same thing as Gen Z. We talk about Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. And Gen Z says, but who raised us? And they have a point. <laughs> who raised us? Who put us in this position? Who let this slide? We didn't have any control of it. We don't have our alternate reality. This is our reality. This is what you gave us. Who chose to have us raised in a single barren household? Who chose us to have bitch assness? Who chose to not have family as a priority? Daddy issues is an adult. uh, Daddy issues are adult challenges that can result from one of two likely past experiences, either growing up with that absent father or having an abnormal or poor relationship with the father who was present. The resulting psychological challenges can manifest in several ways. Commonly, there's an inability to trust other men in your adult life and or a simultaneously strong sexual desire for them. And it says daddy issues is generally a catch-all phrase often used disparagingly to refer to a woman who has uh, who have complex, confusing, or dysfunctional relationships with men. Now, that explains single mothers. So a single mother has had possibly, because of the conditions, an absent father or a father that abused them or a father that was not emotionally attached and available. So then what does she do? She picks the guy that's same, similar or the environment promotes the guy that's similar and then the cycle continues and then she blames the guy well he didn't step up and he's absent and blah 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 well you pick that guy right it's hard to say but you pick that as a result of your past experiences if you came from a two-parent household you're less likely to do that if you came from a parent household where your father was the authority and he wasn't abusive and he says hey i'm gonna guide you to avoid this you're less likely to experience it Nigerian women are less likely, Nigerian women in America are less likely to do stupid shit like this. Why? They are more likely to have a father there. They're more likely, like Middle Eastern women, to have to run their men through their father. They're more likely to have taken instructions from their father. Right? They're more likely to have had their father and said, yes, father, no father. A woman that has had no father that they've had to answer to is more likely to do what when their boyfriend, Pookie, comes up and tells her these are your instructions. She going to buck because she ain't never had no daddy around. And she going to discard that ninja, whether he a father to the child or not. She is said this is called daddy issues. She's essentially going to say, you can't tell me shit because nobody ever else has told me shit. That's why. Single motherism is a choice because you're putting your kids in that exact same. The likelihood of this happening continues to uh, compound 
as time goes on. Your daughter, the granddaughter, then the great-granddaughter, they're all going to choose this in the absence of the father. Then you wonder why you can't get these women in line, submit all of these other things here, because she's never heard a man tell her anything. Not even a male teacher, not even a coach, no nothing. Anytime a man has told her something, she said, I ain't got to listen. This is a time bomb that has been existing for past 50 years, and this keeps going on and on. It's only going to get worse and worse. The more we say, oh, these single mothers are heroes, they're princess warriors. It's going to be a vicious cycle that will never break. Once a woman says, I don't have to listen to a man, she ain't never going to listen to one. Never. Some, some of these women got abu- had abusive fathers and then their boyfriend got to beat the hell out of them. Most of you have overbearing mothers over the father. And then you think, that's how I need to treat these niggas. Any woman that calls a black man a nigga, she is a straggle. All right. She's, she's useless to you. But anyway, somebody said there's no reversing. Yeah, I, I, guys, there's literally no coming back from this. I'm just telling you. This is a timeout. This is done. Anybody that thinks that the only way to correct this is two-parent household. Let's continue. Continue. Here's a situation here um, of a jealous mother. Let's talk about these jealous single mothers, the Lagaronas. Watch this. Let me see if I can refresh the video before I share it. Many men have experienced this type of single mother, right? Where the father is around, he's there, but she alienates the, co- the kid. Nobody wants to talk about this. It's always these niggas ain't helping. But, but you're alienating the guy. You're literally alienating the guy. Everybody can see it. Watch this. Take a look at this woman. And she, has, she has rebellious, I ain't listening to nobody face already. Anytime you see this face right here, this is the face of defiance. This is the face of a person that knows they're wrong, but they're going to do whatever they're going to do. I hate this face. I despise this face. Any woman that gives me this face, she's discarded. This is the face of rebellion and defiance. Basically, I'll do wrong and I don't care. I don't care what nobody say. All right, you, you hear what I'm saying, gentlemen? If you're dealing with a woman and she gives you this face, discard. Disqualify. Because this is a woman that's up to no good. All right, uh, but uh, anyway. It says man's mother disowns him, meaning the child, after building a relationship with his father being kept away for 20 years. Okay, so this is part two. Do with your no, son? I don't want to deal with you. Your son? I don't want to deal with you. If you want to talk to him, that's cool. Mama, but that don't is... talk to me no more. Mama, here's the deal. I don't want to deal with your dad. You don't want to, you don't have to deal with him, but you don't have to de- you don't want to deal with me, your own son? No. You look just like him. You act like him. Ugh. Matter, I'm stuck. Matter of fact, you really need to get out of my kitchen because I'm not ready to see Mama. I'm sick of it. Mama, you want to disown your own son. You want a relationship with your Of course. It's my father. And I want to disown him. And you want and you tell me I, I look just like you. Yeah. Mama, you that it's because of you. You the one that did I it. I believe I even laid with that man. You the one that did it. Ugh. You the one that did it. Yep. Why should I want to talk anyway? Mama. What? 25 years ago. Okay. And you don't want me to have a relationship with my father. No, I don't. <laughs> so. All right. Um, with your no. Okay, let's break this down. A lot, of, uh, a lot of unpacking here. A lot to unpack. This is sad. This is sad. These are, these are the women that say, they ain't even stepping up. All right, she could purposely alienated the son from the dad. 20 years. The guy's 
in his 20s now. I think he was in his mid-20s. He finally said, I want to establish a relationship with my father. She gets jealous. This is what she's been preventing all the long, all the, the entire childhood. She didn't say he was absent. He ran away. He left. He left. He didn't, she didn't say that. She just is stuck 25 years, still stuck there. The fact that she couldn't keep him. So the best thing to do is alienate the son from the father. Now this ninja, mama, mama, mama. Still calling his mama, mama. And when I hear that, that is indicative of a man that has an improper relationship with his mother. Now, by the time you're an adult male, and by the time you should be presiding over your mother, and yes, gentlemen, you should be presiding over your mother in status and power and influence and all of that shit. At a certain age, you shouldn't be mama. I see these ignorant-ass people, mama. No, mom. <laughs> Dad. Then ain't no more mama, all right? Ain't no more daddy, all right? You hear an old-ass woman called a daddy, daddy. Ninja? No, 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 no. I'm daddy, ladies. You call me daddy. Get him, daddy. Mama. Hey, ma, ma, mama, ma, ma, mama. Ninja, ninja you a grown-ass man. The hell? Mom. <laughs> Miss Jackson, whatever the hell you want to call her. Mama. No, mom, mom, mother. That's what it is, <laughs> all right? You say it out of sight of respect, all right? You're like, oh, mama, mama. <laughs> that ninja George Floyd, mama. Ninja, get the fuck, man. I, tell you, I swear to God, man, I look at people. I'll be like, what's going on, man? Shit is weird as hell. Mama, mama. That ninja that was getting stumped out in Tennessee by the police, mama. Ninja, come on, man. Y'all need to grow up ass ninjas. But here's the deal. Let me get back. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hey, 40-year-old mama. Nope. No, ninja. We need to, this is why we need men around. This is why we need men around. Because we will look at these ninjas. Hey man, call your mother mom now. We can tell them. Hey man, that that's not no no no. Nah. Look, 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 young son. I'm dad. She's mom. You're grown now. You're 25. You're going to be a man now. All right, you're gonna be a man. Um, but in these situations here, mama, mama still going for the bullshit. And she's still treating this ninja like he's 12 years old. Look, because they have this dysfunctional, fractured, daddy issue relationship. But she chose to do this to this ninja. She chose it. This is why this has been devastating. And then she's still like, I can't believe I had a sex with him. I can't believe I let him into my body. This is 25 years ago, ma'am. And you're still acting like you're there when you're probably was 17 years old, which is another issue. Most of these single mother relationships are when the father was very young. Not excusing it. Most of these single mothers that are in their 40s with grown-ass adult children had babies with another 16, 17, 18-year-old man. He was not prepared for this. Neither were her. But this bitch decided to have the kid anyway, probably against all type of conversations. I'm going to have a kid, and he going to be this, and he going to love me. And the shit was already went left because we keep promoting this type of dysfunctional, sadistic, sexual activity and behavior where there's no father to prevent the daughter from getting her cheeks clapped at 17 and knocked up. 
baby trapping ass bitch. And at 17, she decided to try to trap this ninja with a baby. And then he ain't he ain't stepping up ass bitch. Because she looks very young. She looks young to have a 25-year-old son. Let's just put this straight. She had this boy when she was 17, 16. Right? Look, she doesn't look older than 45. Well, the son is 20, 25. So she probably was under 20 when she had this child. Okay? And he probably was a one-night stand. He probably was, she probably didn't even know his last name. Type shit. And she probably didn't have a father. She probably didn't have a father. I can almost guarantee it. Because he wouldn't have his daughter out here acting like a skeezer. And this is the result. This is why this situation keeps compounding and compounding. He probably was a drug dealer. He probably was a no good ninja. Hey, fine. But the fact that if the if her father was around, it probably wouldn't happen. That's why it's a problem down the line. All right? That's why. So anyway, let, let, let's continue here and, and unpack this. One more thing. Uh-huh. Your son. I don't want to deal with you. Yeah, see, here it is now. Now, because the son's chosen to have the father, now she don't want to deal with the son. So who's the real alienator? Who's the real criminal here? Who's the real person who was causing the problem? Who's the common denominator? Oh, now you don't want to deal with me because you chose him over me. After all I did, you're telling me that this isn't the most powerful thing that is inflicted the community, the communidad, these people are the lowest on the economic food ladder, food chain. It's because of this, constantly. You don't need to be on drugs. You didn't need to have smoke crack. You didn't even have to have gang banged. Sorry, gang banged. You didn't even have to have committed a crime for this to have afflicted the entire neighborhood. And you grew up, most of your friends had no daddy. And it ain't because he left. <laughs> it ain't because he left at all. Now she's like, I don't want to deal with you. You look like him. You smell like him. You act like him. Get out of my face. And also, that child support check ain't coming in no more. Mm. Now that the child support checks ain't coming in, now that there's no economic advantage, go. I don't need you no more. Go with your daddy. Hmm? Now there's no need to have you around. I'm not going to get nothing. You chose him, and I ain't getting no checks anyway, so go with him. Now, this happens to divorcees as well. We could talk about that. Divorcees do the exact same thing. How about this one? This video is going to trigger you a little bit. So get prepared. This video is going to trigger you. Um, I have to set you up and prepare you. First of all, it is a lengthy video. I'll try to get as much of this video in. That's what I told her. That's what she said. I was three years old. I have a super active lifestyle. And in the summer, I'm... All right. Sorry for the audio problems here. Rest in peace to everybody on the headphone gang. This is a mother who calls the cops on baby's father after he showed up to daughter's birthday, claims that he has a restraining order violation. Now, this here is the problem. As much as we hear about deadbeats and ninjas don't do nothing, I see this way much than I see deadbeats. This happens way more than there are actual deadbeats. Because when the deadbeat dad shows up, 
Then she's calling in the laws. Then she's triggered. Then she's like, he can't see and he can't do and he can't be. Watch this video. And if I want to, if y'all want to take deadbeats, man, let prove he's a deadbeat. Prove he's a deadbeat. Give him custody and make him raise the kids. If you ain't doing that, that he ain't a deadbeat. He probably wants to be there, and you're creating the scenario where he doesn't want to come back around. All right, here we go. Bitter and hurt broads. We have a bitter and hurt broad epidemic. We don't have a deadbeat daddy ep epidemic. We have a bitter broad epidemic. That's what we got. All right, let, let's get to the video here, and rest in peace to the headphone gang here. And they had Chuck E. Cheese, and she about to show her ass in front of everybody. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so there's the baby mother. And, guys, let's consider who we skied in. We got to start taking responsibility. There's the strag, and I think the baby father is Pedro right there, Paco. All right, so again, they got to wind up the Tory soldiers. I have to stop it because, explain. The mother is the light-skinned Puerto Rican chick, the plump one. The, the, the other woman seems to be possibly a relative or the new girlfriend with a neck tattoo. Hi, yi, yi. And then it sounds like a father is there, Father Apaco. And she's saying, I have a restraining order. Come help me. Come now. It's an emergency. This is why I tell you to stop messing with fidgety women, panicky women, because they do stuff like this. Their emotions get their control of them. They start get fidgety and panicky, and nobody can talk them down now. Now they're on the ledge. Now they're on the ledge, and nobody said we got to put out the fire. But she's now been triggered. And now she didn't panic, and now her internal is going panicky. Now it's uh, now it's inside. Her insides are doing this, and everybody's like, "Are you serious? What you doing?" And the bitch then went haywire. She didn't malfunction and and, and uh, glitched. All right, let's get back to the video here, and now uh, let's get back to the video. All right, so they're trying to calm her down, and she's gone. She was gone already. If you notice right here, look. She already gone. She in her phone. She triggered. She's standing there looking like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. She mad that the new ninja got a new girlfriend and everything's gone. All right, let's continue. Hey, Ken. I have a restraining order. You guys aren't supposed to be here. Where's the baby? Where's the baby? We're here. There she is stomping off. All right. Look at everybody. All the family members are like, oh, God, here we go. And, and the sad thing is. You know, I'm going to say this and I might get in trouble. Nobody can slap the shit out of her, really. I mean, that's what she needs to be. I mean, listen, somebody needs to just be like, wow. All right, Ninja, everybody having fun. Now you got to make the show about you, Ninja. Just go lock her into a room, drag her in there until she wakes up. Because now she's about to ruin everybody's vibe. Watch. You'll see it in the video. She's going to ruin the vibe for the whole Chuck E. Cheese. All right. It ain't just going to be about her in this restraining order and her baby daddy. Now she's about to ruin everybody. Everybody, the whole restaurant, because she triggered. Let's continue. 
Where's the baby? Come on, come on, come on. Where's the baby? If this ninja stop, if this ninja don't stop asking for the baby, look, everybody's now in the business. What's going on? Where the baby? Where the baby? Where the baby? Where the baby? I'm baby. Don't talk to me. I just want to get away. Come on. Bye. Don't matter. Don't talk to me either. You definitely. And you. All right. It's okay. So there it is right there. So uh, doesn't want to talk to the the father, the grandfather, not the father, and definitely ill the girlfriend. So that's triggering her too. The new girlfriend. (laughs) You so mad. Don't be. No, I'm not. I'm not mad mad at that. Don't be childish. Come on. This for the baby. Okay. 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 You know what I'm gonna do with this? I'm gonna trash it. Wow. Wow. Guys, I'm telling you, man. Guys, I've experienced this. I used to have a video on YouTube of this happening to me. But Debbie dads, right? Debbie dads. So we obviously have a matchup between the girlfriend and her. Um, she's talking about a warrant for arrest. Why do you want the father arrested today? Any reason why? Why does he have a warrant? Probably he's not keeping up with this child support, and she knows that. So she's controlling him with that, the child support. That's certainly why she knows he has a warrant. Then you have she wants to throw away the birthday gift from the girlfriend. She tried to snatch it and throw it away and destroy it. Why? Your kid doesn't care. You know what I mean? This is, this is wild. Now, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people are going to say that the father's wrong. You're going to say that the father's wrong. But do you know that this is the father's birthday party? Now, people don't know this. People think that the father and the grandfather and the girlfriend crashed the party. But you're wrong. The father actually was there first and set up the party. She came to the party and crashed it. See? (laughs) She came to the party and crashed it. She came to the party with the bullshit. She came to the party and saw all the setup and said, uh-uh, you ain't throwing a good par- birthday party for my daughter. She pulled up, and he was there first. What? See? Straight Jack. It was his birthday party for the daughter, and she came in with the bullshit. See, people thought it was the other way because I was going to say, hey, he's the problem. He should have just stayed away. It was his birthday party. He showed up there first. In fact, the, the store said, yep, he was here first. He was here, here. He was here first and set it up. See, y'all was ready to give, y'all was ready to give her an excuse. But she came with the bullshit and she came in. I don't know what happened in the communication because it looks like she thought there was a birthday party there for her. Her? So she made a birthday reservation, but it looks like he came in 
and he made the setup first. I don't know how it worked out that way, but that's how it worked out. And so now she's pissed off about that. Let's continue. Nobody's harassing you. Come on now, stop that. Nobody's harassing you. Come on. I, my name is Kaylee Jones. I have Kaylee. a restraining order on Bijan Jones. His name is Bijan Christian Jones. Kaylee, come on. That ain't even necessary. That's serious. We just that ain't necessary. I don't, want, I don't want you to see her. For the love it's, of your, okay, it's okay. Daughter. She's great. It's for your daughter. Damn, she giving out all his information, social security. Wow. He has a warrant already for his arrest. You going up the spot for nothing? Yep. You going up the spot? There you go, man. Hey guys, when when you when we we have to have this conversation. This scenario with the single mother is they're just bitter. They're bitter. They're causing all the problems. They're creating the scenarios of the what of the for the warrant. I, the warrant certainly is attributed. She has a restraining order that she filed. She's the one set it up. He doesn't, the, the father doesn't seem like he's doing anything to trigger her. He beat her to the punch with the party. And she just a mad, angry bitch. That's all. He has a warrant probably for the child support that she put on him. Right? So these are all scenarios that they're doing. And look at her. Again, there goes the face. There goes the face of defiance. She don't care, and she blowing up the spot. She don't care. She don't care about the kid. She don't care about the father. She don't care about the girlfriend. She only cares about herself. Let's continue. This is for your daughter. They're harassing me, Let her get her stuff and then Record, leave. Shantae, record. Where's the baby? It's Come baby. on, Shantae. Shantae, Shantae Let's get on Shantae. Shantae, pull off now. Pull off now. Pull off. What are you doing? That ain't your kid. Um, there's a there's a young jo- child there. I don't know if that's the daughter. No, 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 no. Oh, so so Shante looks like Shante don't want no part of this and is out of here. But people, that is like come on, fuck it. If I got a warrant, she must have lied again. You can't be involved. If I got a warrant, you must have lied again. You have to have a stalker. Come on, officer, fuck and talk to it. All right. Oh, yeah, you forgot? You mad, you mad because I turned you down. Ah, stupid. Now, here's what tends to happen here. You see there's a lot of immaturity here. But let me tell you what happens. These are young people. These are young people. The child's probably young. So they look like they're probably just barely over 30. And it seems like they're all immature. But the problem is this extends into their 40s. This behavior extends into their 40s, right? It extends into the woman that's 50 because the father's still going to be around. He's going to be a present. The kid's going to be curious. And if the mother does enough alienation, then this is going to continue for decades. So then she's going to be 40 doing this. Then she's going to be 50 doing this. And then the kids don't have to choose. See, this single motherhood epidemic is going to be generational which is way worse than anything that has been afflicted on any family, on any community, in any of this. And it is all mostly bitter baby mothers. It's not anything other than that. Yeah, there's deadbeats, but it's mostly bitter baby mothers. And they're choosing to do this, and then later on trying to fix the problem. These are also your biggest social activists. You'll find 
that that woman and these women right here are often the people saying social activism. We need to fix the community. We need to repair this. We need to put money for that. We need money from the government for this. And you know why? I have a theory about this. The reason why these people are the loudest mouths in social activism is because they're the biggest destroyers. And they're trying to throw off the scent that they're the reason why their community exists the way it exists. They want to put the, they want to pin the tail on the donkey on something else other than they donkey ass. Right? So what they'll do is they'll say, Hey, it's the police brutality. It's the gangs. It's the drugs. It's the no daddies. And it's the no, you know who it is? It's you. And that's you. It's you. You want to pin the tail on any donkey you can and be out here screeching and screaming and protesting and signing when it's you. And that's you. The entire time. They just deflecting the fact that they were the one the entire time causing all this shit. If they actually fixed themselves, it wouldn't be no institutional racism. They could overcome it. But now all of a sudden, you want your ninjas out here marching and out here being foot soldiers throwing bricks, lighting up Wendy's. On the account of one of their single mother raised boys got their ass deleted by the police. All right, listen, it probably was the fact that you was a bitter baby mama and your whole neighborhood was one. And that's a damn fact. Mm. <laughs> All right, look, I got a couple. I got another video here. Then, then we'll continue on with the super chats here because I got a delivery to take. All right, this is a video uh, promoting child support. All right, child support. Here we go right here. Oh, I got music here. All right, hold on. Let me silence the music here. All right, so this is a child support promotion video here. Okay, all right. So here we go right here. Can you believe this? I applied for public assistance, and they want me to give the baby's father up to them for child support. I said no. I'm going to be done with that jerk. I don't want to have anything to do with him. So there you go right there. So look, look. Again. It starts off with bitter baby mama. Uh, he's a jerk. I don't want anything to do with him. Blah, blah, blah. All right. So it starts with bitter baby mamaism. Nobody ever starts there. That's where the start is. All right. Let's continue. But they said that they will cut my benefits unless I give him up. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. I went to get help for my children and they asked me about my ex, Marcos. I Marcos. really don't want to complicate things. He's pretty good to us. He gives you money, right? Some. When he can, he drops off toys and diapers, that kind of thing. But he doesn't have any papers. And I don't want to take any chances. I don't want him deported. Then I'll get nothing. All right. So let's stop right here. So now here's what we're seeing here. She's not sufficient. She's not self-sufficient. She's not independent like they claim to be. She can't support her children. She's essentially a deadbeat mother, right? Maricos. Can come in, he's contributing, it's inconsistent. The point is, Marcos doesn't have papers, she doesn't want to put him in jail, she doesn't want to cause a scene, but the sister over here glitching. The sister over here is going to throw it and say, nah, ladies, listen up. All right, so um, what they're saying is they need welfare. Again, social services leads to child support. Because the mother can't support herself, but she's keeping the kids away from the dad. The dad can support himself enough that he can support her without even living there but the custody doesn't go to the dad it goes to the the recipient of social welfare then the social welfare says you need child support first because we can't afford to give you all the social welfare we can give you a little bit we got a little bit for you but 
The other needs to be subsidized through child support. You see the scam? Let's continue here. So this has nothing to do with the best parent, the best interest of the child. It's about she's a broke woman and she's desperate and bitter. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Right? Dead, flat, yep. stony, broke. I got three dollars and eighty-five cents. Did they mention anything? Purse. Did they mention anything about the dad being a deadbeat yet? Did they mention anything about the dad being a deadbeat? Not one time. She said he was a jerk. I can't stand him. The other woman said he don't have papers, but he contributes where he can. There's no deadbeat here. So now what, what are we doing? All right, let's continue here. Whoa, wait a second. I don't think you two really understand how the system works. It's worked for me. I uh, am not getting near him. You know what I'm talking about? My ex is not to be messed with. I have my safety to think about. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> bitter. Safety. I don't want to get near him. I can't get near him. He can beat me up. All right, here we go. Let's continue. I hear you, Yvonne, but here's the thing. You don't deal with him. They do. And in a situation like yours, they'll make special arrangements so you never have to be in court with him at the same time. <laughs> Trust me. At the end of the day, cooperating with child support makes life easier. It makes life easier. Just get that free money. Hey, uh, what about um, the kids? What about the kids? Do they need a dad? Oh, we don't care about that. You should talk to your caseworker. They'll figure out what's best for your situation. It's important to remember, if you don't cooperate at your child support interview, you could lose Medicaid for yourself, have your public assistance benefit reduced by 25%. You see this? <laughs> this dude, this is everything we tell you. Okay, if you don't cooperate with your child's father, a.k.a. if you don't drag him into court, did they say... Your kids are going to delete themselves. Your kids are going to be. They literally said you can lose your welfare. <laughs> Government daddy going to cut your ass off. Him, daddy. <laughs> all you have to do, all you have to do is cut this man out of your kid's life. And you can get Medicare and you can get your government benefits. Medicaid. Where is the, where is the, where's the, the, the scenario where he's the deadbeat? Where's the scenario that he don't want to be a part of the kid's life? So here we go. Oh, you panic her. Oh, I can't get my government benefits. Deadbeat daddy. All right, let's continue here, man. This is some wild shit, man, but y'all learning. I do need help. But sometimes you don't want to rock the boat. Maria. How do you feel every single time you have to remind Marcos to spot you a 20 for diapers and baby food? Of course, the strag is really going off here. Oh, man, let's continue. Huh? Well, it gets old. That's for sure. Because you got to press him about it. And what's going to happen when Marcos hooks up with someone else and has more kids? Or what if James takes off to who knows where again and has more kids? <laughs> wow. I mean, that's a baby. That's a bitter baby mama scenario. She said... What if he gets a new girlfriend and has more kids? Wow. Then the other one. What if he runs off over there and has another girlfriend and another wife and marries somebody else and he's taking care of those kids? Then you don't get no, you don't get as much child support. Does this have anything to do with Debbie Daddy? This is all thought and, and plotting. Yo, this is wild as shit. So this has not when, when when then when your baby mama starts getting bitter and doing these things, you have to understand that behind the scenes, 
This is what they're thinking about. What if he gets another woman? What if he marries? I'll get less child support. What if he what if he moves away and I can't find him and subpoena him? What if I what 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 if he finds a better woman? What if he <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Now I gotta alienate him. Now I gotta get my check so I can get keep my light lights cut on. Now I get my wrench voucher. Where's the best interest of the child at? Not one person mentions the best interest of the child. Not one. Not one. So these single mothers are bitter baby mamas. At the end of the day, let's continue. <laughs> you want to make sure your babies are already in the system because whoever files for her kids first gets the most out of his paycheck. Is that for real? Wow. And Yvonne. Wow. Who? Wow. Ninja. Okay, wow. Guys, you hearing this? This has nothing to do. They said whoever, whichever one of the women file first gets more child support. They don't care about their kids. They don't care about these fathers. They, this is all revenge. They lost the man. This is all better baby mama. Who gets the most access to the resources? Government benefits. What? Let's continue, man. Let's continue. Your kids are so small. You have to think about the big picture here. Take it from me. I've lived to tell. But what about Marco's papers? If he gets deported, then what? You don't get it. All child support cares about is making sure fathers pay for their fair share. Yep. We don't need the father in the life. All they care about is getting the money from the dad. Now, we don't care about best interests of the kid. We don't care about custody. We don't care about parent involvement. We don't care about parenting time. It's about getting the most money you can, extorting, stealing the most, and by virtue, kidnapping the father, the kid away from the father, Right, creating more single mother, uh, 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 you know, horror stories. Who cares about the family? Who cares about giving your kids the best? Get the most money out of that nigga. <laughs> they won't report him to immigration. They have nothing to do with immigration. At the child support office interview, they will ask for background information on your child's father, such as social security number, address, and phone numbers. They may also ask what you know about his job situation. All right, so here we go right here. Turn this nigga over. He a slave. Go find this slave nigga. Give me his numbers. Give me his papers. Give me his address and phone numbers. Give me all his information. Turn him over. Snitch. Drop a dime. And then tell me how much you think your father makes at work. We don't even, we haven't even got to, can he be a parent? Is he a stable parent? Is he possibly the best parent? Nothing. How much you think he makes? Uh, he makes $50,000 a month. <laughs> Just throw the number out there. You have no clue. Let's watch his pockets. All right, watch. Where's his papers? Give me his papers, his pockets. Where he work? I'm telling you, man, this is, a, this is the worst bomb that gone on in the United States. This right here. You and the non-custodial parent will not be reported to immigration by either child support or in the court. Listen, Glor, I hear you. But you know James only works three days a week, tops. What extra money does he have to give? I don't know what I can gain from all of this. Well, maybe you should consider what you have to lose. If you don't give the info about your ex, you'll get less public assistance. Really? Girl. Wait, 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 if, wait, 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 wait. If you give, if you don't give them as much info as you need on your ex, you'll get less public assistance. I thought it was about child support. I thought it was about supporting the child. 
I thought it was about the best interest of the child. They haven't mentioned the kids one time. They talking about hoe support. They talking about bitch support. They talking about uh, uh, baby mama support. They talking about benefits and, and cheating the system. This is outrageous, man, but it, go, it gets worse. I've been dealing with them for a while now, and they do not mess around. Even if James is broke, you still got to tell child support what you know. They want the fathers in the system so that even if they can't make payments now, they can tap them when they can. Damn. <laughs> they want the father in the system. He might not be making money now, but the ninja that ninja tax return come in, the minute he file his taxes, we gonna get that ninja. Yep. Gotcha, bitch. We gonna get that bitch ninja. His income gonna go up, so all you gotta do is just wait. All you gotta do is buy your time. We gonna get that bitch ninja. We gonna garnish his wages. Where have the children come in on this? Not once. And I bet you didn't know this. They even have a program to help these guys get jobs. Really? Child support is about setting up a system to get the most they can for your kids. And since my ex pays through the system, we don't have to be discussing money 24 seven. All right, and so guys, I always tell you, man, slavery would have ended long time ago if, this, if these women would have actually cooperated with your ass and not the master. All right, government daddy is not new. These women have been cooperating with massa and the overseer for 400 years, and the slavery would have been done. But these bitch ninjas was over there turning your monkey ass in. Oh, you about to run. Massa, he about to run. She in there warming up the bed. Hey, Massa, I think Toby gonna run tonight. Massa ready for your monkey ass with the hound dogs. Hey, ninja, you can't deny me on this one. Don't deny me on this one, ninja. That theory has been proven all day long. All right, nothing lasts for 400 years like that. All right, not this system, ninja. And by the way, we've been more, uh, we've been more enslaved than we have been free. And this keeps proving itself in recent history. Ninja, it's been 100 years of freedom. And guess what's been happening? Her black ass been turning your monkey ass in. All right. And now white women doing it to people. This shit is too obvious as the nose on your face. All right. Let's continue here. Uh, anyway, and look at her. Uh, Massa, he going to run. He booking it tomorrow through Greenville. You might have the hot dogs ready. And my kids know their dad is helping out. You'll see. That's a good thing. Well, maybe it made things good for you. But what about your ex? Well, oh. he griped at first, true. But now he's good. And we don't tangle over money anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine having to argue with me every day? Yeah, uh, yeah, a bitter baby mama, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miss Been There, Done That. What else do we got to know? Well, first of all, oh. child support knows you can't squeeze money out of a rock. If he's not working or if he's working part-time, they take that into consideration when figuring out how much he should pay. So? So if he's hurting, they lower the amount he's got to pay. The bottom line is that they want him involved in the process. So you yeah, the process, not the kids, though. They want him involved in the process. Do they want them involved with the kids? Nope. You give them his information, and then what? They mail him a summons to appear in family court. Yeah, they drag him into the they drag him back to the plantation. Get one for the same day. Unless you have a situation like Yvonne's where it's unsafe. Either way, it all starts with a hearing. So do not miss that date. Even if you're off public assistance before your hearing date, show up. The court will still hear your case and your kids still need the support. It's not as scary as you think. 
Here we go. Got that ninja. Came in shackles and chains, I think. An attorney will be there to represent the Office of Child Support. The attorney will explain to the magistrate what benefits you receive for your children. The magistrate may also ask you and the non-custodial parent a few questions. Ma'am, are you the mother of the child, Jaden? Yes. Do you see your ex-husband, the father of your child, present in court today? Oh, yes. boy. Would you please point to him and say his name? That's my... Yeah, there he is right there, Massa. Massa, he right there, Massa. There he is. All right, there he is right there, Massa. I'm a baby. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Massa, he right there. He right there. He, he didn't try to run, Massa, but we caught him. All right, here we go. Indicating the gentleman as a respondent. Sir, our records show that you signed a document on acknowledgement of paternity stating that you're the father of the child. Do you recall having signed such a document, sir? Yes, sir. And when you signed that you were saying you're Jaden's father? Yes. The magistrate determines how much the non-custodial parent pays per week or per month based on how many children there are and his income. I wish everyone the best of luck. If you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them now. Thank you, sir. The Office of Child Support Enforcement retains a portion of the non-custodial parent support while- Retains a portion? You mean, you mean they kidnap it? They intercept it? <laughs> right? He, they retain a portion of his income. You mean they uh, garnish it? <laughs> That's what they mean. They retain a portion. <laughs> the custodial parent is- All right, these are non-voluntary payments. These are duress payments. Let's continue. Receiving public assistance. The first $100 or $200 in child support, depending on whether you have one or two kids, is passed on directly to you while you are receiving public assistance. This is in addition to your cash benefit. What? Any money collected above this amount is kept by child support to pay back the cash benefits you receive. Oh, my Lord. Did you wait, 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 wait. Oh, <laughs> humanity. I wish I could rewind that. Hold up. Hold up. I wish I could rewind that. Say that again. Wait, I, the way I heard that, the first. <laughs> no wonder why your baby mama be pissed. Wait a minute. The first 100 to 200 goes to you and the public. is, And then the other payment, part of the payment that child support keeps. Oh, the humanity. That is what? Straight jacket. And it goes to back to your government benefits. It goes back to your Medicare and your rent vouchers in Section 8. Wow. But most people don't know this. Most people don't know this at all, man. This is crazy. Once you leave public assistance, the money goes to you. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. So if you get a big enough child support uh, arrangement, you can get off public assistance and you keep the whole child support. Wow. Straight jacket. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Once you're off public assistance, if you find out your ex is making more money and your rent and bills are still going up, uh, you can always go back to court and ask for more money. Oh, my God. Jesus. Straight jacket. Wowzers. This is heavy. This is heavy. So your ex starts making more money. You can get off public assistance. You see, you pocket watch him and then take him back to court. Straight Jack. <laughs> this is bad. Take him, take, take him back to court. Hey man, yeah, yeah, he's making more money. Bitch, you didn't help him make no more money. Why is it your money? Where are the kids in this? I'm telling you, brothers. Really? 
happens all the time. And if he disappears for some reason, the child support people try to find him. Yeah, slave catchers, the slave catchers. He disappears, go catch him, put the slave catchers, the toy soldiers, go find his ass. Marcos is a good man at heart, you know, but raising kids in the city alone is tough. Yeah, I'm stressed out all the time. I lose my patience like that. I know you both don't want trouble with your exes, but your children have to come first. No. Period. End go. of conversation. Here we That's go. True. I wouldn't be preaching like this if child support hadn't been a lifesaver for me. A lifesaver. A lifesaver. A lifesaver. Not, like, not the father's the lifesaver. Where is the... Why don't you put the kids with the father... It, instead of doing all this, can't do it. They bitter. They already established that they're bitter. They bitter and hurt. So they can't put the fire. And then there's no strategic advantage by putting the kid in a better situation. In fact, they are the worst situation statistically. By them choosing to do this, this is now a choice, obviously. By them choosing to do this, they put their kid in the worst statistical chance of surviving in America. I mean, the statistics I showed you. <laughs> now I can provide more for my kids and it's taken the edge off and I can be a better mother I guess anything is better than what I got now then do it you'll see just the check please what do I tell you about when women get together man they be thoughting and plotting alright you see them together they, they thoughting and plotting and this ninja don't even know he trying to run game and flirt with a baby mama right and they over there thoughting and plotting on the ninja If you have something new to report right. or have questions. There you go right there. The New York, New York State Child Support Office. All right. Anyway, man. Anyway, let me get to these super chats, man. Hey, it's it's the scenario we're in. This is the system. And guys, if you want to have kids. <laughs> all right. You want to have kids. And by the way, she couldn't even be a better mother without this system, according to her. According to her. But this system has been going on for 50 plus years. It is the most critical system that we see in our world today. In, in America, it is the result of what you see for the children in America. It is a result of kids being obese, eating, um, you know, you know, e eating all these ridiculous foods, gang banging, uh, you know, more cycles. It's, there's no contest. It is what it is. Let me get to the super chats and get up out of here. What do we got here? Mr. Chocolate says, I, I can see living with your mother if the house is big enough and the mother stays in her place. I would let my mother stay with me if the house is huge. Yeah, if you live in an apartment, I would not, not suggest it. Pro Man says, can we say the community causes its own problems? They do. Yes, facts. Walk the Plank says, my mom did this to me. She gave me the choice of either playing ball under her name, under my FAFSA, or changing it to my pops. I chose to get to know my dad, and she passed away a couple of years back without speaking to me. That's sad, bro. That's a sad-ass story, fam. Wow. JC says, hey, where, where the daddy? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Any more time. Or sorry, where the baby and the daddy? Where the baby? Where the baby? The regular dude, he messed up. He brought the other bitch. Yeah, that didn't help the scenario. Lazaro Reyes, happy single and fortunately never married. He says, only have to worry about my child support and Focus on my career. Shout out to you. So I could focus on my career. Uh, shout out to you in the army. He says, shout out to the coach. By the way, 
I get stank looks when I wear the free agent lifestyle shirt. And trust me, they know what it means. Spoon Zaza, when coach said the sister was glitching, I died. He says, who better than the baby mama to put other women's on game? You call them women's. All right. Well, who better than the baby mama terrorist or the black mama? I think you mean the black woman. Yeah. To put other women on game on how to raise degenerates of society. That's a fact. That basically was a, a, a lesson on how to make your kids less than. And the statistics bear this out. Rob Sawyer says child support has nothing to do with welfare. Title 4A can't deny benefits to any needy families. That's law. Chicks use Title 4D for bitter and control. Well, we did see how it kind of affects it um, a little bit about how much they receive and how much they give. But, yeah, uh, child support is about control. Also, if they don't know how much money you make, this is a way for them to find out. Um, is it Mr. Words says a portion extortion? Same thing. Yep, a portion. Uh, we we intercept the payment. You mean you you uh, garnish it? You steal it? They use all these words to make it sound better. They steal the payment from the father because they don't trust that you're going to pay it. So they take it out of your check pre-tax, intercept it, steal it. Right. And then give a portion to the mother extortion. All right. Face fact says she can only support the child by stealing from the parent that can actually support the child. 304 support, not child support. Whole support in the building. All right. This is a functional alimony. It's a it's a pseudo alimony system that they're using. It's sad. All right. Uh, Roderick, did I get you, brother? Shout out to you. Well, I will acknowledge you again over there. Shout out to you, man. Uh, 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 uh. Shout out to Scope says yesterday's show was fire. There's an evil world that we live in. It's an evil world we live in. Indeed. Um, we got, uh, who is this here? In the cut <laughs> says Clip Dragonfly Jones off of Martin. Oh, the silent silence. All right, I got to try to find that. Shan says 25 year old alienated dad would make a better grandparent. Indeed. Indeed. Jones G says another fire stream. We don't deserve you, coach. Man, I try, man. I be waking up in the morning like, what am I going to give the gang today? What am I going to give the gang? And we always make it work. All right. We got a couple of other brothers here. It is from. Chris says Black Wall Street, Freedman's Bank, redlining Jim Crow. Do you think those are worse than the single mother epidemic? Did I give you the stats on single mothers as well? Let me pop these up real quick just so you can see this while I'm giving you this. This is single mothers in the U.S. over time. Just so you can see it here. From 1950 to 2022. Let me see if I can see that right there. I possibly can make this a little bit better. A little bit better. Maybe so. Single mother, single parents in the U.S. over time, primarily single mothers, 80, 90% single mothers. 1950, less than 2 million. All right, it has went up at least 5X, maybe about 6 or 7X. That's over the next. Now, you have to ask yourself, why? Have men gotten worse? No, I would say it's the system incentivizes women to say, hey, there, I can always be a single mother and get, get benefits, right? We just saw an example of that. 
There's an incentive to become a single mother. There's an incentive to divorce. There's an incentive to say, I'll take the kids and steal the kids, kidnap them legally, and then extort the guy out of money. It's pretty obvious. I mean, what other situation? What, the ninjas just got more debt? <laughs> All right. Uh, no government ABA says, with par parental alienation at play, should we be giving ungrateful kids a pass, such as Boosie's daughter and 50 Cent's daughter? Aren't these kids a victim of the baby bomber terrorist alienation? I'm going to say, I'm going to say kids that are in the age of 14, 15, 16, 17, you have to give them a slight pass because they have been the victim of child abuse, right? Parental alienation is child abuse. It is classified as child abuse. If a bitter baby mama says any of these things uh, right here, this is child abuse, right? So you kind of got to give them a pass because kids are, uh, kids are highly influenced by parents. Now, I'm going to say a little bit of a pass. But because they're legally old enough to make their own decisions, you have to know, man, just think of yourself. When you were 16, 15, 14, you knew right from wrong. You knew what was happening. You knew enough uh, to say, you know, they got into our emotions. You knew how to play one parent against another. You knew how to parent shop. You knew how to divide and conquer. You knew how to manipulate. Right? You knew well enough. So there is um, things that you can say, hey, these kids are using the fact that the two parents are bitter against each other and they're playing that for their own personal gain. So you, that, there is something to say, to say about that. Now, you want to give them time. You want to give them time to be able to mature, but Gen Z don't mature, so this is impossible for Gen Z. Gen Z be 30 years old and still be you know eating booty crumbs for breakfast. They still lazy son of a bitches. So... It's one of those things that you want to give them time to mature, and it could be like this young man right here, right? This young man was experienced the abuse, but then by the time he turned 25, he turned the corner, and then now he started be becoming aligned with the father. All right, so it does it it does happen. So you 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 can't just say, "Hey, man, I hold the kid responsible as well," but they are still a minor, so don't give it all the responsibility. But you can say. Hey, you were old enough to make a choice, so and they know the repercussions of it. You'll find that a lot of these kids that do this, they know the mother's going to take them to child support. The mother has informed them, we're going to take them to child support, and we're going to take the money, and we go. So with that being said, the kid knows what's happening to the father or the mother, for that matter. The kid is playing a part. The kid has, uh, the kid has allowed or enabled the mother to move in this direction. And the kid was very intentional about making the decision they made. So it is what it is. We're almost done here. All right. And they've used every way to do it. So the kid has been abused, but at the same time, the other parent, the alienator parent, is the individual that has caused the, the kid to do so. So anyway, fixes the bind says one nut directly translate to 18 years of slavery enforced by the state. Wow, coach. He says this life. Is a big game of chess. It's way more than about love. Yeah, Devontae Swing is in the building. CGA is the only one-man show showing men the truth. Married men too busy trying to get divorced great and not get divorced great that that free agent lifestyle for life. I don't think any content creator can give you this. Not with this thorough. I mean, they'll talk and yibbity-yap, all right, and say they got experience, but are they showing you this? Are they doing the time, taking the time to break this shit down? I don't think so. Shout out to Derek. W says, my sister found out about her baby daddy buying a condo with this new girlfriend and their baby, and he also got a new Tahoe around the same time. 
She was down there filing papers the next week to increase his child support. My mom even helped her throughout the process, shaking my head. Like I tell you, man, nobody is can say they aren't a part of this system, right? The mothers, everybody's helping these people in jealousy and they pocket watching you. The child agent machine, the child support video really shows that the system is a plantation and we must escape it at all costs. Indeed. Carter says, when you get the child support, where I get the child support video, I'm going to play it at Thanksgiving after the women spend all day cooking. Shout out to you, CGA. Um, I'll, sh- I'll tell you where the child support video is. You can find it. It is on a web. It is on a, it is on this Instagram page. Dev Hawk, D-E-V-H-O-C. Right there, Dev Hawk, D-E-V-H-O-C. You can get the child support video there. I don't know where it is, how long it's been up, but somebody shared it on Locals. We're rounding the corner. Over here, we got, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six. We have Jamal says, is a son-husband relationship a poly relationship? Um, I would say n- not really, unless there's another man there. Not really. Interesting. Interesting concept. Shout out to Jahari says, is it true that Italian men live with their mothers until they're married? Maybe somebody can speak on that. Uh, the mother does play a very, very important role in Italian families, but I'm not Italian over here. All right. I don't know. I could not speak on that. Shout out to our brother, Mr. Jacobs. L. Jacobs says, I have several foreign friends, small hats, Lebanese, Palestinians, and Ruskies who are multimillionaires and live at home. But, These homes are mansions, and the family runs the business together. Any woman who deals with them are dealing with long money, generational money, and the women fall in line, but they spend a lot of money on hotels. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go right there. So that plays a part in the living with the parents. If they have a big house, it's much different than living in a a two-bedroom apartment. All right, shout out to you. That was a sponsorship. All right, man, we getting through these. I appreciate the support here. Mr. J. Hooper, rule number one of the 48 Laws of Powers, never outshine the master. He says, filthy baby mom monster piach in the building. Uh, Yeah, they try to outshine the master on that one. It's a sad system. And he also adds, he also adds, it's kind of funny how epic these birds are. And proper trampy vibes destroy a parent's relationship for some paper. Very commie mindset. And at the end, all of this, it's literally destroyed the relationship with the child and the father. All of that was underneath. Because they're going to get less child support the more active the father is. Kevin W. says, government daddy is an evil genius. Thank you for exposing this. Young men need to hear this. And I should be giving master classes at every high school in America. To young men, I should be giving master classes to men in the NBA, the NFL, and so forth and so on. But of course, they're gonna say I hate people. Yeah, man. Shout out to you. How dare you? All right, they're saying some Italian men do this. Shout out to Seminole, coach. That child support video reminds me of the talk that Judge Joe Brown had with PBD's podcast earlier this week. He even shared a sad story about how one woman in this courtroom allowed her daughter to get great for support. Damn. Damn. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think they will, you know, uh, uh, you know, parents get short-sighted. I think women do get very frantic about their financial situation, uh, but they chose it. 
They chose to deal with a deadbeat or they chose to get divorced. They chose to get themselves in this situation. But what they'll do is they'll put their kids in harm's way. They'll put them on drugs and ADHD and claim they're depressed and get them in psychotherapeutic drugs. And they'll sell them out and they'll let their kids, the woman, the woman will be at work and the kids will be coming home from school and they don't see their mother until six, seven o'clock. And I'm like, the dad could have been part of that. But they'll let their kids do that. And then the kids are doing drugs and they lazy and they just effing their life off and uh, uh, sedated. And they'll do all these things and they'll say, this is the, in the best interest of the child. It's crime. It's a criminal. It's crime. It is criminal what we've done here in the name of he left and he's a deadbeat. Yep, they're getting SSI money. They're putting these kids in special ed. they just letting these kids, you know, not be active. They, they come home and they sit behind their computer playing video games. They could be playing sports. They let their kids do none of that. They rather their kids do none of that in order to stay away from the father. They'll let their kids just sit there and be nothing. Oh, you don't have to move when you're 18. You don't have to move when you're 22. You don't have to move till you're 25. They just in there still just chilling. Batchkey kids, it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. That is primarily how the, how the single mother lives. It ain't the deadbeat daddy scenario. Don't believe that. It's all bullshit. All bullshit. And I'm here to tell you what it is. Anyway, that's enough talking. We went at four hours almost exactly. But do me a favor. Hit the like button for the best entertainment here on YouTube. And we're going to be back this evening. Appreciate the support. Shout out for the coach. To the coach gang. Hit the like button on the exit. Peace.